Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. For the week, Mid 4G Radio. This is a spooky episode. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's spooky. I was gonna come up with like spooky names for you, but Drew was the only one I could do, and that's Boo Leachman. <laughs> Boo Leachman. But you know, Bah. <laughs> that's there's no context for that. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, but no. yeah, hey, I'm 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 here. I'm I'm spooky. Are you a spooky? I'm I'm too spoopy. Oh, you're spoopy, not spooky. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the wombat, the wombat is here. Look, there's a skeleton inside you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Jay will be joining us momentarily. So anyway, it's Halloween, y'all. Yeah. It's the it's the season for free candy. Tis the season. Or if you're an adult, it's the season for spending $50 on candy to give away to the damn neighborhood brats. Yep. Also, if you're an adult, it's the season for leftover candy. Yeah, I bought a lot of the stuff I like. I, yeah, I <laughs> never I never actually give out my candy. Oh, Jesus. Because there's, there's no kids that actually come around. Well, I wonder why, because you don't, don't give them their damn candy. Right. Well, I don't blame them. you eat all the candy, sucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the parents are like, don't go to that fucking person's house. Yeah, that guy never He's... gives away candy. He just sits on his fat ass on the porch eating three musketeers. That's so weird. <laughs> he ate so many three musketeers, <laughs> there's only two musketeers left. Yeah. Anyway, this episode, we're just going to go ahead and make it official. This episode 494. I like it. Yeah. For Spooky Halloween. October, blah, blah, blah. October 31st, 2017. I think we all should talk like this the whole time. I don't know. Oh. Uh, somebody should turn it off like as soon as they start. I can't hear that voice without thinking of Dracula dead and loving it. I know. I was going to say drinking vine and eating chicken. Drinking vine and eating chicken. <laughs> That's such a fucking great movie. Oh, is you are in the closet. Oh, Lord. Open the door and come out. Well. I'm not, I'm not going to make a Kevin Spacey joke. I'm not going to do that. Oh, I don't want to come be too on topical. now. You just ruined our <laughs> ruined our fun Dracula Den loving conversation and brought it down to something awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Technically, He's, Kevin Spacey brought it down. Yeah, and he kind of made it awful. He let everybody down. Oh, you st- oh man. Such a good actor. It's a sad day. It's a weird world right now. That's why we have video games, and we have lots and lots and lots of video games. I really only have one. You do, because you don't have a Switch, and you yep. hate Assassin's Creed. Uh, there you go. Real easy. 
Yeah, so you can what, probably guess which one I played. Why don't we talk about that first? I know Wombat didn't play it. So. Yep, okay. I, I did not play it. I don't know if Jay's played it or not. I I don't know. I don't think he has. You might be right. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Wolfenstein. 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 Two. <laughs> Pooh. <laughs> the new classes. The new, now we're now we're Austrian apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wolfenstein! New Colossus! So yeah, Wolfenstein. Um, really enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, I mean, literally a continuation of what just happened at the end of of the first game. That's how it starts. Yeah. You've played this, Ken? Yes, I just made it to uh, meeting up with the Resistance in New York. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you're getting to some of the good parts. Then. I was going to say, because one of the things I'm going to talk about in the first game, like the opening area is not real great. And yeah. in Wolfenstein 2, the opening area is not real great. <laughs> also, you're in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> well, that part, that part was actually cool. Like, the opening is cool. But then the whole, like, real generic running through the, like, ship and the city, that was, like, really kind of boring. Mm. Well, I did like the gun that makes people go poof, though. There's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, that gun's in fun. that game. Um, what are you playing on normal? or Are you playing on easy? I'm just playing on normal. I, and, and you can change As, it on the fly. I like these games that are now letting you change it on the fly. So if I get to a point that pisses me off, I can just tone it down because I don't care. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm playing on normal as well. So there's like seven fucking difficulties in this game. Um. Normal is not a fucking cakewalk, guys. No. Um, you will get... Con- I mean, I am constantly getting fucking, you know, just, you know, getting shot from every direction and guys running around me and, oh, where the fuck did this guy come from? Also, uh, have you noticed, is, is it just me or is it just because I played Doom recently? And shooting doesn't feel as good as the first one. I think the shooting's fine. It feels it feels a lot like the first one. Now, how long has it been since you played the first one? I, I tried to replay it about six months ago and just couldn't. I was like, I've already done this. I don't feel like doing it again. Yeah. So I don't. It um, feels loose. It, it it feels it does feel like the uh, the look the right all everything you've done with the right stick feels a little more loose. Yeah, and aiming down um, sights really eats up a lot of real estate, and I can't see when I do that. I don't aim down the sights because I'm always running with two guns in my hand. Well, there's that too. And that's really fun. Yeah. Um, especially, you, you'll get a little bit later on, you get a shotgun that is basically a chain gun. Yeah, the shotgun in the first game was real good. Yeah, this thing, like, it spools up and shoots, like, three barrels at a time. It's great. It just makes little giblets. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how much of the story I want to talk about. So, this, like I said, takes place, I think, like two or three months after the end of the first game. Yeah, he's in a coma for a while. Yeah, he's in a coma for at least a month. I know that. Um, And they're like, hey, we're going to move on to the United States because the Nazi regime took over the United States as well. And we need to liberate those guys. We're coming to America. Yeah, um, and on top of that, if you remember Frau Engel mm-hmm. 
from the first game. She is back, and she is hunting down B.J. Blaskowitz. B.J. Blaskowitz. B.J. Blaskowitz. Can we can we can we just talk about that opening? Um, well, can we not? Because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, let's just say that um, maybe they didn't need to do that. Yeah. I, I have a question for you, Drew, without spoiling. Okay. Did you or did you not? I did not. I didn't either. I'm kind of curious what happens if you do. Probably the same thing. Yeah, probably, but you don't need to do that. That's... Oof. Yeah, they try to go for the shock value real early on in that game. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't stop, really. That's what I've heard. Um, because I've made it deep <clears throat> into the United States at this point. And, yeah. So, the, you run into a resistance in New York, and then you kind of go clear across the United States. Um they explained that uh, the Nazis were able to take over the United States pretty easily with the help of the wonderful Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, they were, they've been in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're helping out the Nazi regime. Um, so you remember in the first game where you went to the moon? <laughs> yep. I try to forget okay. sometimes. <laughs> um. We're going to explore a little bit more of that because you eventually go to Roswell. Oh, cool. That is pretty um, cool, actually. So, yeah. Um, that's about all I want to talk about. Yeah, it, it seems like one of those games that, like the first one, you're going to see some really weird shit. Well, that was yeah. part of the charm of the first one was how freaking off the wall it was. Yeah, I, think, I mean, to be fair, Wolfenstein 3D had Mecha Hitler, so yeah, it's yeah. not like it's ever been super serious. My my biggest problem right. with this game, and and I had this with the first one, but it was kind of forgivable because it was new, it was different. BJ <laughs> sometimes I feel like he just needs to shut the fuck up because he he sounds like he's trying to be so I don't know deep or like a poet or something. So they, they, they play it off almost like a film noir kind of thing where you're constantly hearing BJ's thoughts. And it really does come off as like a film noir thing where you're hearing the main character have a inner monologue. They did a lot in the first game. They're going to do it here. I think it's just to, I don't know, create. Because you're seeing so many weird and, and quite frankly wacky shit you got to have some type of grounded in reality thing. And I think BJ serves as that. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I feel like he's saying the same thing over and over again. He's like, just just give me my wings a little more, Caroline. My body going to die. My body going to die. I'm like, oh, okay, you got like 10 hours left in this campaign. You ain't going to die, BJ. Shut up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's still fun, I think. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I've died a shit ton in this game. Well, yeah. And I will say that the loading is not great. If you die, you're going to be sitting there for about 20 seconds. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. Anybody figure out what the hell the countdown is on the loading on the main menu? I don't know. It's been counting down and it's still got like a week. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know what the hell it is. Like, it's just every time I boot it up, it's like, hey, look, it's down another day. Huh. 
wonder what's going to happen. But the, I, I would say that if you like the first game, you're going to like this one because they really haven't changed much. Yeah, but it's at least it's more structured. Than, like Old Blood was not great. Was, I never played Old. Blood. It was good, but New Order just kind of shames it. Yeah. So. Uh, some of the kills are really visceral. Yes. Um. So, uh, if you remember the first game, you had you found that suit that BJ never really used. Well, in this game, he's pretty much in it all the time. And this suit gives him supernatural abilities. So you sneak up on a Nazi, right? And uh, you uh, have a carry around a hatchet this time around. Yeah, you and do. <laughs> if you sneak up behind a Nazi, you, you cut his legs out from under him. And when I say cut his legs, you literally use your legs to knock his fucking legs off. And then you hit him with a hatchet. You can also throw them. You can also throw them, and even if you hit them in the big toe, they die. Yeah. I do find that kind of funny. Yeah. Because I'm not good at aiming that fucking thing. And I hit him, oh, hit him in the kneecap, and he fell over dead. Well, oh, okay. it's, it, the, the, the disconnect there is hilarious because like you can hit him with a hatchet in the toe, and he falls over, but you can wail him with like six bullets, and he's still standing. Yeah. <laughs> there are some hardcore bullet sponges in this game. Yeah. Yeah, how do I feel about this? Like, it's weird because I feel like it's more the same, mm-hmm. and it really is more the same. I mean, I like the story. Every time a cutscene pops up, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to see this. I want to see what they got. Who'd you go with, Ken? By the way, uh, same as I did in my original playthrough was Fergus. Okay, I went with Wyatt. A lot of people, went, yeah, a lot of people went with with Wyatt. I stuck with Fergus just because I like the angry, you know, Scottish guy yelling at me all the time. So there is a slight difference. Yeah, there was um, in New Order. Uh, the slight difference being that I guess Fergus has a robotic arm. Mm-hmm. And I won't tell and you it, how it happens. Okay. And uh, Wyatt is hooked on LSD. Oh, nice. And he sees fucking cartoon characters running around and shit like that. That's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, it goes into more detail. Like, uh, you're constantly seeing him, like... Talking to random shit, he uh, he sits down with Set, and he starts talking about the shitty scene on LSD. He doesn't tell him he's on LSD. In fact, he doesn't even realize he's on LSD. But he tells him he's like, dude, that's a fucking prophecy. Here, read this book. And he's like, I'm some kind of a fucking prophet now because I'm on LSD. Uh, there's a lot of charm in the cutscenes, in the story, and the characters. Um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's one of those, I feel like you, you just turn your, your brain off and... You, you kind of have to, because the game is just push forward and shoot. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to it. The biggest problem I have with it, not only are the enemies bullet sponges, but maybe I'm used to Overwatch, or I'm used to other first-person viewers. This game does not do a good job of telling you where you're getting shot from. No, it doesn't. I'll get shot, and I'm like, I don't know where the fuck this is coming from. And they see shot. you, like, from a mile away. Oh, yeah, and they can hit you from a mile away. It's like fucking Battlefield Bad Company all over again. Yep. And I was just like, damn it. You know, and, and because BJ can die so easily, because, he like, anything above 50% health is overcharged now. Mm-hmm. But because he's wearing his armor, he can have up to 200 armor. So your health is constantly degrading, 
And it's just, I don't know, people can just like mow through you if you're not careful. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, honestly, I, I'm not having a bad time with it, but there are definitely some issues I have with this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, it's not as impactful as the first one. I think it's because, like you said, it's just a lot more of the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think the set pieces are great. Like once you make it into deeper into the United States, you'll you'll see some really cool stuff, some really great like set pieces, even from like that trailer that you saw. Um, and I think the voice acting is really really well done. You know, the obviously the the characters, the way they animate and stuff like that looks really cool. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna write my review of that up. Everybody. Everybody and the brothers already got a review of it up except for me because, well, I went on vacation the day before I got the game. So Vacation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did play a good amount of that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, besides that, and Overwatch and Alan Wake, those are the three games I've played this week. Played Awake? Uh, no, Alan Wake. Awake. That's that's what the that's the A wake A wake A dot wake yeah yep play the first chapter of it today actually I like that game yeah it was okay I think a lot of people give that game a bad rap I actually really like that game I think it might be my least favorite remedy game mm. over Quantum Break I like Quantum Break I liked it a mm. lot more than most people did oh. I don't know. I got sick of the enemies in uh, Alan Wake. They're all the same. Yeah, the flashlight thing. Just I don't know. Didn't do it for me. Yeah. But yeah, played that. Played Overwatch, obviously, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, Jay's not here yet, so we'll move on to Wombat. All right. So I have played two things in great quantity this week. Um, I'll start with Assassin's Creed Origins. I played that. I really like it that a game, lot. That game's really fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, um, not, it's not an Assassin's Creed game so much anymore. Is it Diablo now? Because I keep seeing inventory screens with legendary items and shit. So it definitely has a lot of loot. Mm-hmm. Um, quite honestly, I bought the Deluxe Edition. And I'm still using a lot of my deluxe edition items. You got the Fang Sword? Uh, so I did get the Fang Sword. The Fang Sword is so good. <laughs> it's so good, and it's so overpowered. It is. Especially since I upgraded it. Uh, it's super overpowered. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's um, there's definitely a lot of loot. Um, and you can carry... Uh, you can carry a bunch, but you can equip... Um, once you once you get a couple abilities, you can equip two melee weapons and two ranged weapons at the same time, so you can sort of hot swap between them. Um, the uh, uh, I really I'm probably um, I don't know if there's a good way to look at how many hours in you are. Yeah, it's the save file when you load your game. Okay. When I loaded mine, I think okay. So I think it. I think I'm about four or five hours in then. But yeah, I'm about uh, four and a half hours. And uh, it, you know, it's it's um, like Ken said. It doesn't. It definitely feels like an Assassin's Creed game, 
but not at the same time, if that makes sense. So, um, coming off of Syndicate, this game feels very, very different than Syndicate. And I think that they made a very smart decision uh, with the big gap between the two games because I think it gave them time to um, sort of reset the series in more ways than one. Um, not just from a gameplay standpoint, the combat is completely different. It, um, I think of all the things that are different, it's probably the most different. Yeah, I would, um, I would agree with that. It's there. There are multiple classes of weapon. Um, so you've got your your heavy blunt weapons and long swords and shorter swords and dual uh, swords. Dual swords, right? And you've got your um, spear, and then of course the bow, um, and none of them feel like Assassin's Creed combat. It all feels like a um, completely different game, uh, which is great. It, um, it it certainly freshens the franchise up a little bit. Um, it At the same time, it is um, tough if you get caught by three or four guys at once. Um, at least early on, it's tough. If you're, yeah, and, you can't take on anybody that's more than a level higher, and even a level right. higher than you is extremely tough. And you can't, you can't assassinate them in the beginning. Right. Yeah, you can't kill them in one hit if they're too many levels above you. Yep. Um, for for example, I stumbled across a place where the guys had skull badges over top of them, mm-hmm. um, and um, you uh, even with a clean headshot with the strongest bow and arrow I have it would have taken like an eighth of their health away. Yep. Um, so it's, it, it's definitely, it forces you to pay attention and it keeps you from being able to just sort of cheese stealth attacks and assassinations like you could in some of the older games. So it's, um, it's very, it's very odd for me because, um, it's, it's, I'm a huge fan of the series. I'm one of the few people that has, Essentially liked, uh, you know, um, uh, essentially liked every game in the series, with the exception of Unity, which I never really got into. Um, and this game is so good, but it doesn't feel like I'm playing a new Assassin's Creed at the same time. But it, it, um, it kind of makes up for it because this is before, in the timeline, yeah, right. this is before the Assassin's Creed has even been built. Yep. So the where I'm at right now in the story, the assassins don't even exist. Yep. Um, and I think that that was the smartest decision that they've made with this series in a long time. Um, the it gives them sort of a fresh slate. Um, the setting is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they they made a really good choice going with uh, with ancient Egypt, um, but it's not not so ancient. Uh, it's 49 BC, so um, you know the pyramids have been built for thousands of years already, and um, it's 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 well established Egypt, which I think was a, a very smart decision. Um, so it uh, the the main character, I think I mentioned already, is uh, is really good. I like him so far a lot. He's different than the characters in the last couple games have been. Um, wildly different, obviously, than the characters in Syndicate. Um, a lot more sort of reserved. Uh, reminds me, honestly, reminds me of old Ezio. Um, 
so not not brash young Ezio, but like, like Revelations Ezio, Greybeard um, Ezio. Yeah, Greybeard Ezio. A lot more um, sort of um, uh, studious and um, uh, spiritual, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, the I will not really get into spoilers or anything. The circumstances behind his situation as they start to unravel themselves early in the game are awful. Uh, just awful. Um I mean, not awful in a, oh my gosh, this is awful way. Awful as in a, holy crap, this is um, emotionally disturbing way. Um, the only the only real problem I have with it is um, it's sort of, it's, it's a little jarring when it starts out. Because um, there is no buildup whatsoever. It's, I mean, it drops you right into... Um, it drops you right into the story, and um, I don't. I don't really think this is a spoiler since it literally happens within the first five minutes of the game. It actually drops you into a cutscene five minutes after you start the game, where you're assassinating the first target in a cutscene. Um, so it it's it, it gives you like two minutes of video clip, and then fast forwards a year and drops you right into that. And then it, it sort of slowly starts to reel itself back as you uh, as you play more. Which at first, I you know for the first sort of hour, I was like, man, this feels really disjointed because I don't really know what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. But everybody around me is acting like I should know. Uh, but now that I'm a little bit deeper into it and uh, they're kind of peeling back the layers a little bit, it starts to make sense why they did it that way. So um, overall i am really really enjoying it i can't wait to play more of it and um i think uh i think it's gonna it's gonna hold its own with uh, some of the best games in the franchise so i'm uh i'm excited to finish playing it yeah i have uh, officially put it on the back burner until next week when i can play it in 4k oh yeah there you go so, so i am i am playing it on the pro um and um, I gotta say, I actually um, for this podcast moved it into our bedroom, and um, I'm on a 1080p TV in here. And on the Pro, on the 1080p TV, the textures look fantastic. Um, that it, and I don't know if this is just my eyes playing tricks on me, but or what. But the, the textures actually look better on the 1080p TV than they did on the 4K TV. They probably um, has the performance mode where you. Yeah, I think it. I think it must scale up the performance when the resolution is lower. Yeah. Um, but obviously the, the resolution and the lighting and everything is so much better in 4K HDR, so I'd still much rather play it over there. Um, but in general, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And I, I think if you've ever had even a passing interest in the franchise, um, that, you should, uh, that you should check it out for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different game than the last few for sure. Yeah, for sure. And they've, you know, over the years, they've kind of, they've perfected some things in the series. They've cut the, cut some things out that they tried and didn't work well, and they've kept some things that they tried and, and did well. Uh, I'll be curious to see what the next game in the franchise does from a combat perspective, um, whether they try to change it up again or whether they keep it this way. Um, possibly the, uh, um, uh, the, the most jarring thing for me is i think just how dependent you are on um blocking in this which is just 
strange for me um, in this in this universe. Um, it's strange to me. So, but it, it's really good, really good, and it feels. I, I think I think the main character would probably it would feel out of place if he fought the way some of the other um, assassins have fought in the past, especially considering the Brotherhood didn't even exist at this point. Um, so anyway, that's that's me on uh, Assassin's Creed. Well, while you were going through that, we did get Jay. Hi, Jay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's who's Jay? I'm Ryan. No. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Yeah, I, I showed up late, so that proves already that <laughs> I'm Ryan. And, um, Jay would never show up late. That's something that unprecedented. He would never do. That's so, true. Uh, I'm Ryan. I, I like baseball, and uh, Breath of the Wild is the worst game ever made. So <laughs> that's basically my, 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 my penny. So just uh, continue on with the show. Right. I'll tell you what. Look for your lawsuit. <laughs> Bring it on, man. I have proof. He's trademarked that shit, son. Yeah. Anyway, um, so outside of Assassin's Creed Origin, what I've spent the most time playing um, since Friday is Mario Odyssey. And I told Ken before the show started that my son and I actually beat it today. Um, we actually finished the... I shouldn't say beat it. We finished the story. Um, and... Um, How many moons? We, we finished the story with 193 moons. Okay. Um, and I... I th- if I add it up, I'm sure there are some that um, that aren't open to me yet because I know there's a lot of other secrets and stuff after the game ends. Um, you actually unlock a whole new kingdom after the game ends that has 47 moons in it by itself. Um, but uh, as of as far as moons I have available right now, I think there are like 556. I think there's a total of 800 in the game. Yeah, so I, like I said, I, I know I know that I have been told that even after you've sort of finished the story, um, you unlock a lot more stuff to do. So I'm uh, uh, I told Ken again before the show started that the last level is amazing. Um, it's so actually the last two levels, honestly, um, are yeah, really the the really game good. Before that is just really terrible. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah. play towards the last two levels is what you're saying. All right, I got you, Ryan. All right. So the um, here's what's here's what's pretty impressive about this game is um, every single level. I thought, oh man, this is this is even cooler than the last level. Uh, oh man, this is even cooler than the last level. And uh, by the time you get to where the the sort of final showdown is. You're doing stuff that is just crazy um, because of the location, and um, it's it's hard for me to talk about without feeling like I'm spoiling something. But um, the 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 actual game, the very end story beat of the game, ends in a very funny way uh, with a very good character moment between um, Peach Bowser and Mario, um, and. Uh, you know, I, it's one of those games where I'm sure we will be playing it for months and months and months, tracking down all the moons and going back and finding all the other stuff. Um, it was phenomenal from start to finish. and Well, I shouldn't say start to finish. From start to now. And, um, you know, my son and I played most of the game co-op. There were some times where he played one player and sometimes where I played one player, but 90 90% of it we played co-op. Um, 
which I was a little suspect on when we were sort of looking at the back of the box and reading about what the co-op was. Uh, but man, oh man, it was a lot of fun. And I think I told, I think I've told on this, on this podcast a couple times that he and I beat Mario Galaxy and we spent a lot of Mario Galaxy making it way too hard on ourselves um, because he really wanted us to play with him controlling one controller of the Wiimote and me controlling the other one. Um, so sometimes he would he would hold the nunchuck and he would control Mario and I would control his jump, and sometimes it was the other way. And um, like I said, we made it a lot harder on ourselves, but it was fun to play that way. And if you play co-op in Mario Odyssey, one player controls Cappy and the other con- player controls Mario. And uh, it made for a very jarring switch, when no pun intended, when um, you had to go back to playing one player for a minute because um, you, you underestimate how much value there is in having another person control Cappy independently. Um, and I will say, I will completely admit that probably one of the reasons we have finished it already uh, or finished the story already, is because playing it in co-op makes the bosses so easy. Um, because the person that's playing Cappy can just fly around. Um, you don't have to worry about being in the right position or being the right distance away. Um, Cappy can just fly around and hit him. And uh, uh, so, you know, from from that sense, uh, there's a part of me that wants to go back and play it by myself. Um, but it was perfect for Jacob and he is so much better at controlling Cappy than I am. I tried and failed miserably. Um, so, but, uh, uh, you know, the different outfits you get along the way are great. Um, my, um, uh, especially the one you get sort of right before the end of the game is a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite moment in the game so far, and this isn't spoiling anything because she's been all over everything, and I think even the scene's been all over everything, but um, uh, the the celebration in uh, New Donk City uh, with uh, Mayor Pauline singing her song, uh, that se- the playable section of that in the game <laughs> is so fun. It's the, so much fun. The sound effects are fantastic. Yes, they are. Yep, and um, it's got a cool little cameo in it. So yeah, it's I can't I can't I can't say enough good things about that game. So so now that you've finished the story mode, maybe you can answer this question. Yeah, without spoiling anything, you know, particularly. Uh, yeah. h- how faithful is um, Super Mario Odyssey to Homer's The Odyssey? Is it uh, pretty close? Do they get all the details right, or you know? Missing? I'd say it's probably seventy-five um, percent of the way Seven. there. Do they handle the probably. rape and the blood and all the all the beheadings well, though? Because that seems kind of rated R compared to you know Nintendo's PG kind of deal. So yeah, I mean, if I, I, I took the mm. fact that um, it's in co-op at least, Cappy just kind of floats over Mario's head as right. a nod to the decapitations. Mm, clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I see. I see what you're going with there. Mm. I, I will say that um, you know there's there's substantially more mustache in this than I remember in the. Would, Odyssey. would you say that's that's better or for for worse? Uh, it depends on who it's on. Mm, that's true. Very true. Honestly, I don't um, even know what conversation we're having anymore. <laughs> but I'm going to be real honest with you. This is not the weirdest conversation I've heard about this game. 
Oh, no? Sure. Oh, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. You know, this, uh, was, this it, was the weirdest age... conversation about Mario's nipples? No, actually it was not. <laughs> the The weirdest conversation I've heard about this game is its social implications. About how yeah, really. you are enslaving people with the hat and oh, just being, yeah. in, you know, coerced into a forced marriage. Um, yeah, you know, so those are the... Well, she, yeah, the... Um, um, it it uh, it certainly. <laughs> this is just another one of Japan's mind controlling, you know, you know, <laughs> procedures that they're doing to American Christian children, and we got to put a stop to them. You know, I, that's it's, probably it's, probably the case. Yeah. Hey, hey, I will tell you this: I have parental control set on the Switch on my system, and you cannot play Mario Odyssey without disabling them. Really? really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, there you Good. go. That's huh. how that's how it should be. Yeah. It's because of Mario's nipples. It's got to be the nipples. Yep, got to be the nipples. So, um, look, I, got, I got a question on how this game controls. Yep. So, if you got two people controlling the cap, one person controlling the cap, one person controlling Mario. Okay, and Mario's form of attack is the cap, right? Um, you can still jump on some enemies. Yeah, you can. You can jump on some of the enemies. Honestly, there's not a lot of, um, with, with the exception of the bosses and some of the minor enemies, there's not a lot of straight attacks, quote-unquote, in the game where you're attacking people as Mario. You spend most of the game throwing the cap at people so you can turn into them. Um, now, some of the different people you turn into have attacks. Like, you can you can, you can can be a fire bro or a hammer bro or... Uh, my favorite enemy in the game that you can turn into is these little, I can't remember what they're called now, Pokios, I think is what they're called. They're these little birds that have uh, these beaks that shoot out real long and can like poke into a wall and let you climb up a wall. Um, but you don't spend a ton of time actually attacking people as Mario. So the gimmick here is that you you transform into these characters now. You don't get the you don't get like a fire flower or no, no, nothing. No, no, there's no there's no power ups. Nope. There's there's not um, um, you know with a couple exceptions of like hidden items and stuff. There's really nothing but coins and blocks. Okay. Um, so it's the 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 gimmick is you throw the hat at an enemy and you can turn into the enemy most of the time. Um, there are some like you can't turn into spinies. Um, you can't and, turn into uh, the bomb guys that catch your hat either. Nope, no, nope. yeah, you're right. You can't you can't turn into those. There's these little yellow Goombas that you can't turn into. Um, you can turn into the regular Goombas, and actually, it's great because every single world has a female Goomba in it that you have to make your way over to as a in a Goomba disguise, and she falls in love with you and gives you a uh, power moon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And some of them, some of them, you have to. You have to be stacked up. You have to be stacked a certain amount of Goombas high. You got to you gotta be whatever. stacked before she's going to get them digits. Um, but uh, um, there's you know some of them where you have to to sort of f- platform your way across as a Goomba to get to her. Um, so yeah, it's it's mostly about that and less about attacking or anything like that. Okay, you do still plat- jump on some enemies, but is the platforming still? Kind of very crazy. good. No, okay. it's it's very 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 good. The platforming okay. is. 
Um, there was, I can't think of a single time where I died and felt like, oh man, that was cheap. Um, it, it, I realized immediately why I died and what I did wrong. Um, so, and now so, that's not to say that some of it's not very challenging. Um, especially some of the things they make you do disguised as other characters. Um, but, and it requires very good timing, but it, it plays fantastic. So with the co-op, how, how were you doing it? Were you, was somebody using like a pro controller and the other person was using the, the I don't know, the, the, the dog thing? The Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Yeah. So um, I, generally speaking, I was playing Mario with the pro controller and my son was using the two Joy-Cons in the dog controller um, to control Cappy. Okay. Because Cappy can jump and stuff like that too to make himself go a little bit higher and all that. Um okay. So yeah, but it. Um, you can play the whole thing with the with the pro controller. Yep, absolutely. I've okay. played exclusively with the pro controller. Yep. Are there, is, yep. is there waggle yep. in this at all? Yes, there is. Yep. Yeah, it's so, not required. It's not required, uh, but it it's helps. required to get some of the moons. Honestly, yeah, um, you want to hundred percent it. Yeah, but you can you can waggle the pro controller. So um, essentially, like some of the some of the enemies that you transform into, actually, almost all of them have a special ability that's unlocked by waggling the controller. So um, it might be that they dash faster if you waggle the controller. It might be they jump higher. It's, um, they it's rush a, forward or something like that. It's a really stupid thing to add to a game that a lot of people are going to be playing in portable mode. Because you're, 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 you're going to shake... Why would you do that? You're going to shake the yeah. fucking switch? Screen? Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's true. It's brilliant. You'll drop it, and then you'll buy another Switch. And you buy another Switch. And those are Nintendo's genius. Right? Uh, no, yeah. I can't, I, it's, <laughs> Screw <that's>, you, Reggie! <laughs> when but, will uh, Nintendo get away from waggle shit? Never, I swear to God. Never. I swear, it's not fun. Um, oh, true, you love it. You love waggle. But uh, it, it actually does tell you that uh, when you first boot the game, that you should play with the the Joy Cons. Yeah, I'm so sick of seeing that fucking screen every uh, time I boot like, it up. Separated mode. You should play with the Joy Cons. No, uh, you should not tell me how to live, Nintendo. Yeah. So, um, but you definitely don't have to play that way. Um. But yeah, it's um, it's it's so good. I can't I can't even talk more about how good it is. It's so good. Um, the the levels are all a blast, and they're all super different from each other, which is really cool. Um, I know a lot of people have compared it to Mario 64. Honestly, it reminds me a lot more of Galaxy, um, which is great for me. I love Mario Galaxy. Um, there are parts of it that are certainly a lot like Mario 64, um, just how sort of free and open each of the levels are and how you can easily collect uh, moons but it the just the the level design and sort of the gimmicks in each little area remind me a lot more of of Galaxy. Um, but yeah, it um, I'm um, it, let me put it this way: we have, like I said, beat the story, and I am super excited to move on to what's next. Um, so it's really good, really good, and it, if it's a must own if you have a Switch, in my opinion. Well. I will, I'll tell you this, if you are looking for, when you finish this completely, you're still looking for that kind of Mario 64, you really need to play a hat in time. Well, they should put it out on more platforms. It's true. What's it on right now? PC only. Currently it's on PC, but it is coming to Xbox One and PlayStation 4 
sometime. Yeah, they keep Actually, saying fall, which yeah, you got about a month. So I will check it. I will check it out for sure. Yeah, a hat, in, a hat in time is fantastic. I'm looking forward to that because, like, I'm playing Mario now. I've got Super Lucky's Tale next week. Uh, hat in time should be dropping sometime for the Xbox. It's a good time, and uh, we'll talk about it in new releases. But somebody's coming back. You're gonna, somebody's coming you're gonna back. have to let you're gonna have to let me know how Super Lucky's Tale is because my son saw the video for it and he wants it badly. I played it in VR, and I like it. I'm going to see if I like it as much out of VR. Okay. So, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's, you know, everybody's talking about the Xbox One X. They never launch games, and nobody ever mentions that game. And I'm like, man, I love those kind of games. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. I'm a big I'm a big fan of platformer games like that. Yeah. Um, that's, why, that's why I really wish they would make a next-gen Sly Cooper. Yeah, no, they're too busy making ninja games. We'll talk about that later, right. too. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's it for me. And yeah. then uh, I'm going to try and get uh, Wolfenstein from Gamefly. Uh, but, you know, I, I probably won't have a chance to play much of it with um, Assassin's Creed and uh, uh, Mario left to play. I will. I, I do want to make a quick comment about the launch of Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I always typically buy my games uh on amazon because i'm a prime member and so with pre-order i get 20 percent off um this one i pre-ordered it wasn't going to get release date delivery that's uh pretty common regularly amazon has dropped the ball on almost every big release well that happened with my friend of mine who was like dude i paid extra to get it on day one and they didn't fulfill it this is the first this is the first one that i haven't got um, so I, um, uh, I bailed on the physical copy and bought it digitally instead. You should go to Best Buy and get theirs. Theirs is a lot better because you get the 20% always. Not just pre-orders, always. Yeah, I know. And the, then, um, I just, when I already spend is what I spend on Amazon Prime. I don't want to spend another $30 on Gamers Club at Best Buy. Oh, it's so much better though for video games. You make it back in just the video games. Because Amazon never gets that shit to you on time. What was it? Um, they fucked up SNES Classics, too. Apparently people didn't get them for, like, weeks. Yeah. They, they've dropped yeah. the ball on so many new releases this holiday. Now, Mario I got day one, but wasn't going to get Assassin's Creed day one. Yeah. I've heard a lot they of actually people. did it. They did it with me with Danganronpa, because I was supposed to get it release day, and I got it two days later. Yeah. I, I ordered... Uh, Ninja Sex Party's new album off of Amazon, and I still don't have it. It was released last Friday. Yeah, this this is probably um, I may look into Gamers Club because this is probably the last big release I'll buy on there. Um, I got an I got a two two arguments with their chat support over this whole situation, and the uh, essentially because I wanted it on release day, um, I I didn't get my discount because the discount doesn't apply to digital and i thought that was shitty yep and um i told them that i thought it was shitty and they didn't care so it's amazon man they don't care yeah eh, depends I, I i've had some good experiences i've had maybe a few bad experiences but mostly i mean the vast majority has been pretty good and i heard the same story about people not getting their physical copies of assassin's creed but they were getting emails for a free digital copy that was only if you bought the 
super expensive collector's edition. <laughs> of course it was. So, like, the gold edition, I thought, was... Yeah. Isn't that just one above normal or something like that? No, 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 no. I bought the deluxe edition oh, and okay. did not get a physical copy. You had to buy the collector's edition with, like, the statue and all that stuff. Come on, now. You I don't understand. A, there's a minimum of three versions of every game now. Come on, man. I was about to say, can we address that real quick? Why the fuck are there four fucking versions of this game? Yeah, one of them has the season pass. One of them has like a uh, bonus gear for day one, and then the collector's edition, like Ryan said, has a big ass statue. Yeah, <laughs> fucking statues, man. I hope they go away for good. Honestly, they just take up space. They're never gonna go I, away. I didn't buy the one with the season pass because I thought it, 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 it was like um, it was essentially thirty dollars more than the one below it. And I'm like, well, why the heck am I gonna buy the season pass now before you've even told me what it is? If you're gonna charge me the same price for it once it's released. Because man, get that get that money, get that free early money. Yeah, everybody does that now. That started with uh, what was it? Bioshock Infinite was the first one that really got headlines about that. Buy yeah, our I season, think... yeah, buy our season pass. What's in it? I don't know. I don't know. You'll figure it out. <laughs> and then the first thing released, maybe... they released was a horde mode. <laughs> maybe you'll get Bioshock Infinite, or maybe you'll get Bioshock for the Vita. I don't know. Never. It's never happening. What's a Vita? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I love the Vita. No, Sony Great. Sony never said that word. Today. Yeah, they haven't talked about it since like a year and a half ago, I think. <laughs> They're on their new dead system, you know, the VR. Anyway. Actually, they seem to be supporting it pretty pretty heavily. Well, the they VR supported stuff the anyway. Vita the first couple of years too. How'd that work out? Well I'm gonna go the... ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and argue with you there. <laughs> I don't feel like they really Supported it for the first couple of years. <laughs> I was being nice. Remember that Resident Evil game we were supposed to get on? Ah, oh, god damn it. I bought I bought the thing the day it came out. I did too. Yeah. Oh, I, I waited for a while. Oh, I Hell bought yeah. it day one. I, yeah, I bought it. I bought it day one. And uh, well, and Ken, oh, I can well, understand because he always actually, buys this new stuff at day one. But you, Ryan, that's surprising. Well, I was I loved my PSP and mm. uh, PSP. PSP. And uh, I was super excited for the Vita, so I pre-ordered it and uh, got it, and it was broken. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, uh, I told. So this was actually a really good experience with Amazon. Um, I told them, "Hey, it it uh, the bottom uh, the bottom right part of the touchscreen doesn't work. Just flat out doesn't work." Um, and I have games that I have to review because Ken gave me like four games to review at launch. And they're like, well, just keep the one you've got and then we'll send you another one. And then when you get the other one, if it works, send this one back. So I still got to do my reviews, even though that it made it a little okay. difficult because the touchscreen didn't work. Well, that's good. Uh, they didn't, they didn't wait to get yours back before they sent you a new right. one. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Right. That was helpful. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, uh that's it for me. All right, so Jay, you you got any video games to talk about? I do actually, and the th- so the funny thing is, while Ryan was talking about Mario Odyssey, I was um, I actually picked up the game today because I had some spare time. Technically, I wasn't really supposed to be there, but I stopped by the the GameStop in my area. I traded in two games I didn't really want anymore because they have the whatever the promotion for extra extra trading credit for towards certain games, and Mar- Mario Odyssey was one of them. So I picked this game up, and I've just been kind of opening the box, and it's like, man, no instruction manual on this thing, huh? What's in the box? There's nothing in the it's... box but a little itty bitty cart. Yeah. Why don't they just make these boxes smaller? Because then they wouldn't look as cool in the store. 
Yeah, why would you pick it up? It's got shelf space. They got they got to have that shelf space. They don't want it to be compared to the 3ds. They Ash- want, yeah. Hashtag hashtag shelf space. Hashtag shelf space. <laughs> what a what a what a waste of plastic this is. But uh, yeah, I I haven't played that game yet because um, you know I just I just literally got home the moment I signed on. So um, it's installing now. I, I I would assume I just put it on the Switch. Yeah, you don't but have to install that... a cartridge. No, I I had to install the. Was it uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle before I could play it? it took like six minutes. So really, I don't, yeah, I, didn't I put have the card to. in. You must have got a Did patch. It. Yeah, I had a patch too. Yeah, I've um, never had to install a cartridge on my Switch. That's weird. I had I had to install a patch on Mario Odyssey when I booted it up. Huh? I I digitally yeah. downloaded it, so I, I it just all came in one oh, shot. Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Uh, speaking of the Switch, I I did play one other game starring Mario. But uh, unfortunately, it starts one other group of characters called the Rabbits and uh, Kingdom Battle. And uh, I've heard nothing but good things about this game. Uh, have, I have love you, it. Either of you guys, you played it, Ryan? You played yeah, it, I Ken? love it. Yeah, I played yeah. it. I played through World 2. I didn't get as far as most people did in that game. Yeah. I, I finished World 2, and then I stopped. And then I'm, I'm kind of done with that game. I will say that I don't I don't hate the game. I kind of like the combat and so some of the scenarios that they put you in. Although escort missions and stuff like that are still annoying, and um, it does kind of get you know it's just, there's obstacles and the fact that I can't actually aim at things like um, you know if they're standing right behind or right next to like this thing that's gonna blow them up, I can't aim for that thing. I have to aim for the guy, and sometimes it'll say that I don't have a targeting, a visual target or something like that. Which really little stupid things like that that kind of irk me. But uh, I will say that rabbits are a garbage character, and they really <laughs> bring this game down. They are if obnoxious was a character trait, and it's the only character trait they have as as their entire horde, and they they annoy me. Every single time, whether I have like a Ravage version of Peach in my team, because she's the only one that really heals, and then um, I kind of feel like I should use her. And then all these all these monsters that they're throwing my way, it's, they're just kind of uninteresting. All the little bits of humor that they have, except for one bit with like Luigi, which I thought was was kind of comical. But other than that, every single bit of comedy has fallen flat. And I feel like I why why do I keep playing this game just for the combat? I mean the combat is good, but it's not it's not amazing. It's it's a watered down version of XCOM in a lot of ways. And that's fine. That's still enjoyable because it takes some of the RNG aspect of it out, but eh. I don't I don't I don't love it like uh like John and Ryan do. But um yeah, fucking rabbits dude. My Fuck kids, those characters. My kid loves the rabbits. My kid does too. I, yeah. I mean, that was, that's what I was going to say while you were talking, Jay. You are definitely not the target audience. For <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I certainly am not. I would never. Um, I, man, I, I love. I like Rayman characters. Mario and Rayman would have been pretty awesome. I think. I think kids, Rayman has a lot of don't, cool characters. Kids don't like Rayman. My son loves Rayman. I know, but just in general, they they don't like him as much as they like them rabbits. No, but what the about rabbits. the character designs? The, the Rayman has some really cool character designs for. It's not I about mean, that's the all design. you need to. It's about it's about the anarchy that the rabbits cause that kids love. It's just the pure physical comedy, and that's all there is. To oh, it. my son, my son, you can hear him like cackling from the bedroom when he's watching rabbits. Oh boy, he thinks it's hilarious. Well, hopefully they'll grow up to be better human beings in the future. <laughs> but 
As things stand, I don't, I don't like rabbits, and uh, I hope they burn in hell, and I never see them again. So this is my first introduction to rabbits. I've never played a rabbits game before this. So I kind of knew what to expect, like minions, but even more annoying somehow. And yeah, no thanks, man. No thanks. Uh, did you talk about did you talk about the games that you played, Ken? No, I haven't talked about. Uh, well, I mean, I commented on the three biggies because I've played all of those. We've talked about okay. those already. Well, you've talked about Wolfenstein too. Yeah, me and Drew talked about Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Okay. Um, give me a give me a quickie. Like, what what you guys think? How, what are your uh, perceptions so far? What do, you, what do you think of it? I think we both liked it, but feel a little okay. underwhelmed. Maybe. It's more of the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I certainly get that. Uh, but I think it's more of the same in a way. There, not a lot of games are doing this as well as Wolfenstein and Doom, and that's what makes it so satisfying, especially in this time where people are actively criticizing that we're actually killing Nazis for some reason these days. So it's like, yeah, he's Nazis killing Nazis used to be a thing. It was, it was, it was fine, but now we have to think about it. But anyway, the gun, the gunplay. And the actual shooting, I think, is better in this game than any other game outside of like Doom. This <laughs> is what it feels like. I didn't feel uh, that. I felt it was good, but no, it, really, it feels really loose to me. I I don't know. It it doesn't. I, I, I play I play on the keyboard and mouse on this one. It's but, uh, still floaty. Maybe that helps. Really, this feels so tight, dude. Now, Doom, all the all Doom the hit scans for Doom feels tight. Doom feels really good too. Yeah, that's why I. That's why the comparison was being made. When I use all those guns, and even when I'm using like, when I'm dual wielding guns, and I'm upgraded the machine pistols to shoot out like nail guns for whatever reasons, I'm just holding both the left click and the right click, and just hailing red hellfire into my enemy's face as I'm just doing a 360. It's just satisfying, man. It's just a lot of fun. And some of the weapons, especially that laser gun that they give you right near the beginning of the game, that is so satisfying to use when you line up a bunch of enemies in a row and just just pierce right through them. Uh, oh no, it's just, got good jibs. Yeah, it just just vaporize them. I enjoyed it. I also think the storyline is fucking bonkers. Did you guys beat it yet? No. No. I beat it yesterday night. That game is fucking crazy. Um, I'm not sure how far you guys have gotten, so obviously I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you think it's been crazy, it's going to get crazier. And if you think it can't get any crazier, it, you probably will. And uh, See, I, I like that. I, I haven't played it as much as Drew, because I've been focusing on Mario, because I'm reviewing that. But I just made it to New York. Okay. And up to this point, I find it very underwhelming. Like the 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 opening sequence in the wheelchair was great. And then mm-hmm. I'm going through these really bland tunnels and corridors, and it felt like the first game. And but Drew's told me that it definitely opens up after that, so I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. continuing. But that that section again, like, how do you not learn from your mistake? Like, well, the opening sequence. Mistake? Well, the the first game, the opening level, it's real drab and boring, and I felt like they repeated it here outside of the wheelchair segment. Like, I did not enjoy the submarine, and I did not enjoy the broken-down city getting to the Resistance. Like, both of those felt real drab and just, eh. You, you don't like how linear it was, I guess? It's not the linear, it's it's the boring environments. Just didn't do it for me. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I've kept away from a lot of first-person shooters outside of Destiny 2 lately. But comparing that the way that game handles its uh, single-player content... To Wolfenstein 2, it's uh, heads and shoulders above 
from what I feel like. And the storyline, it does get a lot crazier. How far have you gotten, Drew? I'm past Roswell. Ah, okay. So you've seen a lot of things. Uh, I've seen some stuff and things, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's still plenty of things. Uh, well, for you, you're almost done. So, you know, that's nice. Uh, you're reviewing it, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where the series goes from here. But I certainly enjoyed it. There's a lot of these, like, little small character moments that you can miss as well. If you don't uh, move around in the... The hub area that you're kind of, uh, you, you have like, you have freedom to kind of move around in between missions and whatnot. You also have these assassination things that you can do. I, I think that's my biggest complaint. I think the assassination missions are boring outside of the fact that they do unlock some interesting power ups that you might not have been able to choose previously. So that's nice that you're able to collect all of them by doing the assassination missions. But actually doing them again is like you're going back to the same level, doing the same thing that you've kind of done before in, you know, against some different enemies. I don't think that's very interesting. But the actual first playthrough was very enjoyable. Um, when I finally got into the group of things, I was playing for many hours at a time. So definitely, Get definitely enjoyed into it. The group. Jay, what do you think the countdown is on the... Uh... On the main menu. I have no idea. The vault, right? Yeah. Um, Still got like a week. The hell is it? Maybe some kind of a multiplayer or it's something? It's the season pass content reveal, baby! Alright, I gotta look it up. There's gotta be something out there. Somebody's figured something out at this point. Somebody's data mined the files or something. Um, I don't I don't know what that is, but uh, frankly, I, if if I'm done playing the game... That's good. It was an excellent rental, you know. That's just that's just how I look at it. Uh, the games that I've been playing for review, I did finish up Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen. I did basically everything in the Bitter Black Isles. See, um, I told you you would. Yeah, that boss at the end, like you have I to like know. power him up. I wouldn't if, know. I didn't get past the first section. The 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 first it's not as hard as you make it out to be, Ken. Come on. It's, uh, it's oh, okay. Whoa, 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 No, 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 no. It might not be as hard as I make it out to be, but it ain't gonna be nearly as easy as you make it out to be, Mister Savant. Hey, man, I went in there as a level fifty nine, and I didn't have that much issue. Okay, so you were like level seventy, you were done, so, and I was like, whatever, just walk in. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. God, it must suck to be so good. God damn it, Ken. But I will say, I had help from incredibly powerful pawns, which were, like, stronger than me. Like, one of them had attack power 1.5 times mine. So they were very powerful, and uh, they were instrumental in going through some of the tougher areas. So maybe that's the reason that I was able to go through it so easily. So I don't know, but... It, I just suck. But, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but either way, um, I enjoyed it, the... The DLC content or the you know the Dark Arisen content isn't super compelling outside of the insane power level loot that you're getting, and some of the boss fight there are pretty interesting. But outside of that, it's very it's very combat focused. So I'm gonna write the review. I was trying to write it yesterday, but man, things are just popping up left and right. And the other game that I've been playing for review are uh, well is that uh, Hack Gu Last Recode, and that's a game. I don't think you can uh, talk about it yet. No, no, no. They, um, I looked it up. They okay. have a preview embargo that actually hit today. So I can definitely talk about it a little bit, but obviously not final thoughts. And what I will say is that for a game, for a PS2 game series that came out in 2006, this game runs and plays very well. It's one of those games where you go back to something that you really liked, 
you have you have that fear in the back of your mind, like, oh man, maybe that game is shit now. Maybe that game just controls really badly, and this is not entertaining. And um, I, Drew, you know this feeling whenever you go back to like a beloved classic in Phoenix Down, right? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, tell me how much you love that game. Um, shoot, what was that game? Fucking stones. Fucking stones. Fuck your stones. <laughs> That's uh, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna preserve my memories of that game for my life. I will never play it ever again. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, Ken, because let me tell you something. Alone in the Dark 2008 is one of the worst games that's ever been fucking made. Hey, history is going to repeat itself next year when everybody gets their hands on the shitty Shadow of the Colossus again. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're, you're just running into news, aren't you? This is just diving headfirst. Oh, no that, game anyway. was that, that, no, that game was announced forever ago. I guess, but we saw, we saw more of it. But uh, you and your hatred for uh, Team Eco, man. It's, it's, yeah. Well, anyway, um, for as for Dark uh, Hack GU, it's this series of games that are about um, about these guys that are either falling comatose or something's happening to them while they're playing this MMO game. So you are as an avatar, as a person playing this MMO game. So you're in a game within a game, and they remind you of that fact by building. The world, which is the actual title of the game, as well as the the universe that the game takes place in. So you would see newspaper and like video clips of ads, and it really builds this like universe, this like plausible future where these kids, these people are playing this game, and these crazy things are happening. And that's one of the things I really like about it. And if you know anything about CyberConnect, um, you should know something about CyberConnect, Ken. You know what other games they've made recently, right? Oh, all those Naruto games. Yeah, yeah. And we can all agree that those Naruto games look fucking fantastic, right? Yeah, great anime style in 3D. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do those cutscenes and how um, the, the, the their use of cell shading and stuff like that is, I think, um, near the top of the class, if not the very best. And uh, I will say... That hack GU was their start of that, like def- their their defining art style of how they go about doing cinematics and character interactions, and um, it's just aged so spectacularly well. You can see the cutscenes made in 2006. Uh, I'm playing it on 4K on my PC, which looks great, even downsampled and whatnot, and it just looks fantastic. Uh, they love the music. The characters are characters are great. The combat is a little stiff, but it's still plenty good. It's still you know serviceable. It's not as good as I remember it in that aspect, but it still has a lot of options for customization. So um, yeah, a lot to look forward to. I hope to get the review out after I finish the final chapter, which is Reconnection, and that one I have to beat because it's unique and completely um, like revamped, like brand new chapter in the story that serves as an epilogue. Uh, so if you play the previous games, which are just three parts, this you know brand new fourth part will tie up a lot of loose ends that people were asking about. So as as far as what to do with your series during like a 15th anniversary, like what Dot Hack is celebrating uh, this year, this is something I think they're doing a good job. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have the review up uh, before release date, but we'll see. The reconnection might be longer than I anticipated. And, um, yeah, that's basically it for me. Alright. I don't really have anything to talk about that we haven't already talked about. I played a lot of Assassin's Creed, a little bit of Wolfenstein, and a ton of Mario. I like Mario. What's yeah. somebody shuffling some papers there? Oh, yeah, this is, 
This is this is me getting rid of the notes that I took tonight. I go. No, no, get your files in order, man. Get your files. In yeah. Order. I love notes, man. Uh, the only other thing I played is the game of the year. I played this game. It's called Spin Tires. Mud Are you sure it's not Samron Kagura a Civil Versus or no, something? No, I didn't. I, not... I didn't review that game. No. Okay. The new one's Peach Beach Splash. Come on now. Oh my bad. I'm I'm not up on the Samron Kagura news like you and Drew. I'm I sorry. Mean, it's, it's a really really great game according to Open Critic. There are a lot of great reviews. Mm. Anyway, but now I played this game called Spin Tires Mud Runner. That game's slow as shit. You basically just drive big trucks through mud, up hills, carrying cargo. I don't, I don't know who that game's for. It ain't no Mario. So you're just gonna? This is like your stick now. You're just gonna compare every game to Mario? No, no. I I, I like Mario. Um, I'm. It, it's funny. Me and Ryan are gonna have the uh, the back and forth Nintendo conversation this <laughs> year. I'm not as high on Mario as he is. Um, I feel like Mario's very safe. Like I I don't feel like they took a lot of. I don't know. They didn't take a lot of challenges in this game. Like it, it just feels exactly what you expect it to be, and and that's good because it's it's Nintendo platforming perfection. Game plays wonderfully. It's every world is interesting. I still have a problem with the 3D camera. Um, I think Nintendo's done it the best, but I still don't think they perfected it. So, but no, I I think Mario's really good. Um, it would not topple Mr. Link in his game though for me. So what are you saying? Because it's not the best, it's obviously the worst Mario game ever made. That's exactly what you, I said. You, yeah, because there's, you there's, there's, like, there's, no, there's no middle ground now. It's either the best or it's either the worst, Ken. Come on, you got you got to pick one side. So it's not the best, so it's the worst. That's there right. You go. That's right. Now I will be the, the Mario hater. Okay, sure. Even though my review will probably give it a very high score. Just saying. If, if it's not a 10 out of 10, it's a garbage score. It's not a 10 you out of 10. buy a garbage person. Oh, that's sorry. Pitchforks, man. I'm sorry. sorry. It's coming your way. Come at me, bro. But no, and then I I cleaned up some Overwatch. Got the Anna skin last night, so I'm good. I got them all. I'm kosher. Best bastard. Yep. I got that one last night. Felt pretty good about it. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I even picked up all the stuff I missed from last year. So there were a couple that I didn't get, so I got those. Yeah, re- reset was today, but I did. Not not having any time. Maybe I'll do it like later tonight or tomorrow or something. Yeah. So I finish that up, and I'll probably take a break from that game for a little while. But I'm lying. As soon as it gets like an Xbox One X patch, that'll be an excuse for me to play it again. <sighs> but anyway, no, that's it. And patiently waiting seven days, bitches. But let's talk about what's coming out this week. And you know, one of these games on this list we would have not have had on this list had we done the show yesterday because it was one of those stealth drop it's out today. Oh boy. And that was the PlayStation conference of Ooray? Is that how you say it? Ooray? Ooray? He said I it don't on know the what, He said it on the show and he pronounced it, but then again they were calling it Resi 7, so I can't trust what they say. Yeah. Fucking British. I've confirmed with a lot of our British comrades that that's a British thing to call Resident Evil 7. Or Resident Evil in general, Resi. Resi? Like, that's, no. Are you resurrecting evil? Why not just call it R-E like the rest of the American world? 
I was going to say, like, the American world, because that game's not even yeah, called exactly. Resident Evil in Japan. Yeah, it's a bio- Biohazard. But the new one's called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil. That's just confusing. Well, yeah, well, over here it's called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. What's up? Even more confusing. I know. Just, keep, just go with it. <laughs> Have but you then, ever noticed that Resident Evil's actually uh, all lowercase, too? Yeah, it always has been. Yep. And it weirds me out whenever I see the re, uh, Resident Evil 4 and it's all in lowercase on my fucking Xbox. I'm like, that just doesn't look right. That's because you have OCD. <laughs> Not particularly. I just like proper grammar. What's the? There's a couple games that, uh, like South Park. Um, well, I have OCD, so I know I know the struggle, Drew. But like when I have both of the South Park games on my game and apps screen, uh, Fractured Butthole comes before the Stick of Truth. And it drives me wild. That's that's the hell I live in. But no, that game stealth drop today. It's available today. You fly around as a dragon kid. And like Dragon Man. Solve some some poozles. Well, no other Puzzle. game came out recently, so Puzzles. I'm sure people are dying to play a new game, so that's good. Shit, son, we'll get into that PlayStation conference later. Uh, also out this week, the 8-Bit Adventure Anthology, Volume 1. This has got some cool stuff on it. Um, Shadowgate is one of the games on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a three-game collection of a bunch of old, uh, adventure <coughs> games from, like, the NES era. So, Beast Quest. I don't know what that is. Uh, Ben it's, 10. It's Beast, it's beast Quest. You just, you just quest some beasts. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ben 10. Usually there's like a subtitle after that, but it's just Ben 10. Motherfucking Bubsy returns this week. And the Woolies strike back. Bubsy. Remember that? It's back. Yeah. Next game is called Dead Hungry. Okay. All right. Oh, right. That uh, Pixel Junk game. Pixel Junk's generally a good developer, so I'm going to assume this game is actually better than it looks. I haven't seen it. I, don't, I didn't even know what it was. Rabby. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's, it's dumb looking, but probably good. Rabby Ribby, Rabby Ribby. I don't know what that is. Spin tires, mud runner. Yeah. Uh, Steven Universe, save the light. That's like a thing, right? Like on Cartoon Network or something. Somebody? Anybody? Nope. I, no I think so. I haven't. I haven't watched Cartoon Network in a long time. All right. I think that's based on one of them shows. Stifled. Okay, Summon Night 6 Lost Borders, the first edition. Okay, moving on. Dot Hack GU, Last Rico. Yeah, about that. look forward to that game. And there's a little game coming out this week. Call of Duty, World War Three. Duty. <laughs> Nobody? Okay. I said. Did you, I you said, guys watched the Paris trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get any kind of feeling at all? Like, cause I was just dead silent, just like no, no, no hype, no negative feeling, just this blank expression, blank nothing. Just I don't know. This I, is Call of Duty. I'm gonna play it and we'll see. Cause the last campaign was real good, so I'm hoping this one's good. But I've never been the biggest World War II guy. So. Which one's this <laughs> one? Treyarch or is this Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Which is the good one? 
Or the better one. They've all made good ones. It's... It used to be Infinity War, then Infinity War became crap, and then it was Treyarch. Yep. But back in the day, Treyarch was the ones that were crap. And Treyarch made the side. most recent bad one, which was Black Ops 3. And then Infinity Ward made Infinite Warfare, which was good, when their last game, Ghosts, was terrible. So I don't know, man. Hmm. Confusing. Disneyland Adventures. Oh, man. It's coming out this week alongside Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure, and Zoo Tycoon, the ultimate animal collection. The ultimate. Ultimate. Wow. Uh, Maria the Witch. Okay. 99 Vitas. Not Vitas, Vitas. Because there's, there's nobody, there's not even 99 Vitas in the wild. I don't know what you're talking about. I think this came out before. It might have. We got a code for it for Xbox. I remember somebody's, somebody's already reviewed this before. Did they? For us, yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Because I don't remember that. Let's do a quick search. Is Drew right? Oh, God, the site's slow. There it is! Justin reviewed it on the PS4. Told you. Boom. Drew knew. Who knew? Drew knew. I proof a lot of fucking reviews. Creeping Terror is coming to the 3DS. As is... Alright, I'm going to fuck this up. Phil's Epic Philippix Adventure. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Phila Philippix? I'm not repeating it. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, King Oddball for the Switch. Cartoon. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Cartoon Network Battle Crashers for the Switch. Uh, Monopoly for Nintendo Switch. That's the name of the game is Monopoly for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Gotta specify. Uh, Monster Jam, crush it. Perception, Chess Ultra, and Wheels of Aurelia. Nintendo rocking them indies, man. Rocking them. Alright, funny PC games for the week. Anything good? Lots of Halloween games. There's Halloween Night, Hallowed Encounter. Alright, you ready? Here it comes. Google Spotlight Stories, Son of Jaguar. <laughs> Alright. Oh, there's a game coming out called Kink. <clears throat> okay. There's a game coming out called Lost Jumping Frog. Master Race, buddy. Uh, Lava Rolling Kid. Coffee Run. Coffee Run. That's that's it. Let's play that in 4K. On my T80 SLI, bitch. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) There's so many games coming out on PC, it only goes to L. I'd have to click on the next page, and I ain't doing that. News! Let's do news. We did the show after the Paris Games Week conference, which yeah, Sony... Yeah, that was a good decision for us to hold back and not doing the Sunday show. It was, uh, we're professionals. We, we thought of uh, the fact that the Paris show was coming up on Monday. We decided to wait. Cause... None of that is true. The truth of the matter is Drew was on vacation and I had wisdom teeth pulled out on Saturday. So that's why... I was trying to make us look good, Cam. Why do you have to lift the veil like that, man? Come on. Because we're not fake news, Jay. Oh. Holy shit, it all makes sense now. Ken is like fucking hyped up on fucking pain medication right now. No, actually, they didn't give me any. I'm on Advil. 
What? Yeah, I didn't get any good stuff. Sorry. Damn, I'm, I know you're disappointed. I, dude, I love, yeah. If I wish I was. Drunk. I love pain medication. Dude, pain medication is the bomb. Every time I get a chance, I'm like, yes. Everything in life is great. If I could get some opium up in this bitch. Give me one of them perks, baby. Give me one of them perks hits. Uh, good old white people drugs. Hell yeah, dog. You crush that shit up and let snort me, it. Let me tell you. Oh, dude, let me tell you something. Those fuckers will ruin lives, man. They I will. Like, they will. I have yeah, seen it trust my me. own eyes. We got uh, we got a lot of folks around here. Yeah, that's kind of that, that problem. That and heroin, for some weird reason, are big in our area. Really, heroin? Yeah, I don't get that. Oh one. yeah, heroin's real bad here. Must be the rich people. Got the, <laughs> no, the it's the poor people. No, it's the people who can't afford to get opiates or to get uh, uh, prescription anymore. Yeah, the prescription medication is the expensive stuff. Drew, heroin's the cheap stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Prescription medication is what gets them hooked, and then the heroin's what they take because they can't get the prescription medicine anymore. Yep. Hey, you guys need to come down to the south because we got fucking pills for miles. <laughs> wow. Pills for that should miles. Be like a, that should be like one of those infomercials. Visit Georgia. We got Wait. pills for miles. <laughs> is, drug tr- is Drew trying to sell us drugs right now? Is this like some kind of a sell? True. He's just like, come down yeah. to the south. I got pills. True. I'm your yeah, that's pretty awful. <laughs> Drew, can we can we talk after the show? I want to talk after the show. Y'all, I don't do, I don't do FedEx I, anymore. I'm, Sorry, <laughs> he got busted. In there. Fuck, I ain't Ladies doing and that again. Let me just say, don't do drugs. No, don't. Yes, please, God, don't. Especially those kind of drugs because they are. They yeah, they're bad. Horribly, horribly, horribly addictive and ruining a whole bunch of families right now. So yeah. yeah. So, Paris Games Week happened. Sony lulled me into watching that first hour because they said everything started at 11. And then that was just an hour of indie stuff, which, that's fine. Guacamelee 2, bitch. That's what's up. Hey, I'm excited for that one. I, yeah, I hope I can finish. As well. Yeah, I hope I can finish this one. Like, the first one, man, I, I ran out. I ran out on that one. I finished that one, and the bad thing is, is like I played most of it, and I said, "Ah, you know what? I haven't streamed in a long time. Let me start streaming Guacamelee." And I started streaming as it got hard. Yeah, <laughs> and it was all about just me like yelling at the television, and then getting really quiet, and then yelling some more, and then getting really quiet. When I get quiet, that means I'm really mad. <laughs> yep. But Sony showed off a lot of games in that opening hour. Um, there's a tennis game. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. When they showed that trailer, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, are you really fucking kidding me right now? What's, what's so, what's so surprising? The fact that it's a tennis game or they made a big deal out of it? They made a big deal out of it. It's a tennis game and the video looked like they put it together in about 12 seconds. It was pretty short, but I what do you show for a tennis game exactly? Why Just do you show a tennis together? game? Just put it out. Is it a professional like like with like I don't you know, even real I people? don't know. It's called like power tennis or some shit. I don't I know. I know for a fact that there is at least two people that like tennis in this you world, know, so you know what? You only need one tennis game. It's Super Tennis or that, Super Nintendo. Are those the Williams? <laughs> that is that is the best tennis game, by the Damn way. Damn right. Super Tennis is all you will ever need forever. What is Super Tennis? Super Tennis is You ever played Super Tennis? Super Tennis on the Super Nintendo. No, I played the no, I played the Dreamcast one. Those were the good ones. Yeah, no, those were good, but Super Tennis was... Super Tennis is the best. 
Yeah, Super the, Tennis is fantastic. Crazy. The Sega All Star Tennis game was actually really cool too. Mario Tennis is always good. Mario Tennis is good. This one, you know, they they stopped doing like the Mario Tennis shit, and this was on 360, I think. You yep, you can yep. play as like Sonic and Sega and Sonic's All Star Tennis. I think is what it's called. It was listen, actually really good. Listen, if I wanted to play realistic tennis, I'd have grown up rich. That's true, and be on opiates. Probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, uh, we're learning, we're everyone learning some who plays tennis and being on opiates. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a combination, man. It's one two punch. Why do you think they make those sounds whenever they serve the ball? Uh, if you turn the, the TV the off, in for a hit. if you close your eyes while you're watching tennis, you wouldn't know that you weren't watching porn. Just well, the say. girls' tennis, anyway. Well, no, it could be guys. No, I mean, don't, don't, too. don't limit yourself. Well, no, no, guys guys make, like, these uh, weird grunting noises. It doesn't hey, sound like sex noises. Uh, okay. I haven't watched much gay porn, so maybe you guys can fill me in on what kind of... Hey, hey. I know now. But don't, in my imagination, that's not what that would sound come like. Come on now. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys seem to be in the know. But anyway... <sighs> Alright, um, outside of that, there wasn't really anything outside of Guacamelee 2 I got super excited about in that opening hour, but they opened up really good in the actual press conference by finally showing off Sucker Punch's new IP. Ghosts of Tsushima, I think is the title? Tsushima. Tsushima. That game... The sequel to uh, Infamous Second Son. I really thought it was Onimusha for a minute and I got all giddy. Nothing supernatural from what I can tell. Seems um There was demons. Yeah. He like he like died and turned into like a demon flame. No no no, he that was I think that's symbolism for him casting aside the way of the samurai to more of the covert assassin slash ninja. It's not like or they can't change Onimusha. They could have changed Onimusha. Yeah, but there's like a very supernatural aspect of Onimusha. I don't ah. think there's gonna be I don't know, it's a sucker punch game, I'll play it. Sucker Punch make pretty good games. I'll I agree with that. Gameplay. That was uh, in engine. They confirmed in, that in, after in, the... In engine's, uh, you know, sketchy, sketchy, you know. Uh, it's probably going to look like The Last of Us 2, which, I don't know if you saw Twitter when that trailer started. Everybody's like, oh, they're finally showing Days Gone. What do, what do people mean by finally? They've shown Days, Don, days Gone constantly. I mean, Every in the press conference, they finally showed it. Oh. And it's like, <laughs> it's not Days Gone, but you wouldn't know. Same fucking palette. It was nighttime, but sure. I mean, it's <laughs> post-apocalyptic fucking zombies running around. I Yeah, sure. I don't know, but I guess the real story behind that is, uh, where was Days Gone? Don't know. I think I think they were trying to avoid this confusion that you and some other people might be having about uh, the similarities between The Last of Us and Days Gone. We'll most likely see Days Gone on PSX instead. You don't want to have both those back to back. I think that just be a little bit overkill in games that are similar to each other, undeniably. I don't think they're as similar as people are making it out to be. I can tell very very quickly and easily. Last of Us Two looks better. Basically, in every sense of the word. Looks more interesting, too, but besides the point, um, we'll probably see more of it at PSX. Uh, they did announce Spelunky 2 in the opening sequence. Um, but truthfully, that just felt like a rehash with new footage 
for all the same games that they've been touting for two years. Um, and I truly think they made the mistake of showing all of those games way too early. <clears throat> they showed up a couple of new things that you skipped over, like Concrete Genie. They had a big thing about. Um, Is that going to be the I do new agree- Dreams? What happened to that mm, game? I don't know. Dreams is one of those what games. What uh, did happen to that game? <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, did that game ever come out? No, it did not. No, no, that hasn't come out yet. It'll come out eventually. They seem to be taking their time with it. Uh, Media Molecule has their own schedule to keep, I suppose. But it's a game that they showed extensively in previous um, conferences and whatnot. So I don't think they want to. They want to keep like shoving that game over and over again. So maybe right before release date or right around then, maybe they'll show it one more time. Wait, 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 wait. To wait. give the final release date. What'd you just say? Right when, right before it comes out. No, that they didn't want to shove things down our throat again. What about it? I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm so over these games. Just put them out. I've seen God of War like six times now. I know I want it. Stop showing it. Okay. Stop showing it. I can say the... It's it's that... It's that problem of showing a game too many times and announcing it too early. Cuphead went through the same thing. I mean, by the time Cuphead came out, what was the story around Cuphead? We've seen this game a million times. It just feels like it's never going to come out. I don't know. I'm just... I mean, I do agree on the fact that uh, they do show games way too early. I think that's something that every company does. I think Sony does it more than anyone else, I think, honestly. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Shenmue 3, and all this jazz that we're, we're, not, we're still not going to see for years to come. They showed off back in, what, 2015? Right, yeah. 2015. So yeah, this is. I think they're showing it too early, and uh, there's some oversaturation. For example, like that new Detroit trailer was actually engaging. That was a good trailer. It shows some really compelling scenario about um, this like android trying to protect his girl from getting killed by her abusive father. That's that's interesting. That was intense. But we've seen so much of Detroit already that I feel exactly the same way that Kendo's like, yeah, let me just let me just have the game. Let me just stop showing this game. But at the same time, Sony is in a position where if they stop showing it, people are going to be like, oh, then where's Day- Days Gone? Did they drop the game? And then you're going to start asking and raising these questions. So because of the fact that they started showing these games too early, they put themselves in this position. Going forward, I'd like to see them uh, maybe put out trailers for games that are only about or maybe year in you know, a year and a half apart not like two three four years in advance I think that's when the real trouble happens yeah the only game that even had a remotely coming soon on it was God of War and it said early 2018 uh, there was a couple of things Detroit was also they, uh, well they all said 2018 well. Detroit said spring 2018 and the uh-huh. rest of them just said 2018 so I don't know we're going to see a lot of stuff. Well, I've already listed a lot of stuff coming out in early 2018. That's Sony exclusive. I think Sony has really good early early year stuff. They did this year with you know Horizon and the other games that came out early on with Yakuza and all that jazz. They're going to have another good year at the beginning of 2018. But Sony has a usually not that great fall. We'll probably get Spider-Man fall 2018. That'll be like this big thing. But outside of that, I don't know what they got lined up for exclusives. Yeah, it's it's way. I enjoyed it when it was back and forth because Sony would dominate the first half of the year, Microsoft would dominate the back half. 
but Microsoft has delayed every single one of their big releases for this year into early yeah. 2018. Yeah. Nobody has anything for the rest of this year. And it's like, uh, fuck. Well, we say the rest of the year, but true, we're like literally in November. <laughs> we have two months left of this year, so. That's true, but I mean, the, we're, the, we're the past month, you know, they had what, Gran Turismo? Gran Turismo mm-hmm. was their game. You know, Microsoft has had Forza, and that's about it. You know, well, luckily we have uh, good old Nintendo doing the Mario Odyssey. We have the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming out in December as well. So I think those are two pretty high-profile games in my eyes. Yeah, it's just and the... you you don't want to compete against Call of Duty and fucking Battlefront in November. It's just a bad place to be. No, it's it, true. It, it is. So I can understand it. But at this point, we're looking at possibly Crackdown, God of War, Nino Kuni. Detroit, probably Shadow of the Colossus, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay, all launching in the first three months of 2018. Yeah, uh, Shadow of the Colossus is confirmed for February 26th, I believe. And Monster Hunter in January. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. guys, you didn't want to saturate October and November, but you want to saturate January, February, No, you, you, mean, you mean November and December, because we know how fucking bonkers October was. But uh, I know what you mean. Even November's got some big hitters, too. This got that new version of Pokemon, got the Sonic Forces, Call of Duty, Battlefront. So it's not... It's November is <laughs> hey, no slouch. Hey, there's a Need for Speed game coming out next week. Do you remember? <laughs> I literally <laughs> forgot about it. As a yeah, person. right? <laughs> but I don't care about racing games anyway, so my opinion on that front... Oh, yeah, Far better. Cry is also launching in February. hey Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> February games. Good. Maybe February will be at uh, another October like uh, this year. Uh, right? uh, oh, God. You know what? You can thank for the. There's one game you can thank for that. And that's Lost Planet. They started that trend, and it's been getting worse ever since. Oh, it's it's bad. Like poor December. December gets like one big game this year. That's it. Yeah, I literally have one game in my GameFly. For December, Maybe I don't there's think more there's. I, I'm sure there'll be some like really weird indie stuff that comes out that's pretty cool, and that's a really good time for that stuff. But there's nothing outside of Xenoblade in December that I can recall. <sighs> Microsoft would have been good to get one of their three biggies in that window if they could have. What are what is Microsoft three biggies? Uh, sea of Thieves, State of Decay, and uh, Crackdown. Those are all 2018, huh? Yep, they all got moved into 2018. Wow. They were all Crackdown was supposed to be the Xbox One X launch game, and it got moved into 2018. So there's that. God, that makes me depressed now, knowing that I could have been playing Crackdown next week. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. Speaking of Nintendo, Super Mario Odyssey sold two million copies in three days. Good yep. for them, man. That's a that's a system seller if I, Yep. If there was ever any. Like it needed any help, but still. Yeah. Uh Respawn announced that they're doing Xbox One X benefits for Titanfall two. The game will run in native four K at sixty frames a second on Xbox One X. I hope that will help people pick up Titanfall 2 more, because that's an excellent game that got kind of overlooked. I'll tell you what, if Microsoft is smart, get that thing on games with gold in December. You want to show off that new console? Titanfall 2 already looked really good. Imagine it at 4K60. You think they'll um, put a lot of thought into the into the X as far as what games they want to put on for gold that month? I don't know. They yeah. should. It's really going to be depend, smart. It's really going to depend on, I guess, how many it sells. I mean, I know they're expecting to sell out through November, but mm-hmm. I think when they go... I mean, they've got a lot of avenues now. Um, 
we talked about it last week, but you know, Xbox One backwards compatibility is now live, and those games look amazing um, running on the Xbox One, and they're going to be running in native 4K on the Xbox One X. You now have that library to pull from with Games for Gold, and you have the X benefits to pull from with Games for Gold. So, step up your game, because let's be honest, we'll get into this in the news later, but they're offering for November. It's not... Mm, they're good games, but they're not anything you're going to tell anybody about, you know? Uh, let's scroll down. We did see the new Horizon DLC trailer, which looked cool. Also, Capcom announcing Aloy will be playable in Monster Hunter. Uh, let me just gush about the Monster Hunter trailer for a second. That looked pretty good. Every single time I see this game, it just looks better and better. And I feel like my hype level was already at the highest possible. And it's like, no, I see this thing. It's like, oh my god, look at this monster. Look at the environment. Look at the things that you can do. Look at this crossover costume with characters with alloy with this Monster Hunter stuff. It's like, uh, and then beta coming December. Yep, PlayStation exclusive oh. beta in December on December 9th. Oh my goodness. I'm just... pumped. Also, so, also so just pumped. to note, that game has been confirmed to support PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Excellent. So awesome. If you have Excellent. one of those two machines, that game's going to look even better. I have yeah. a question Crazy. about that game, though. Have they shown any co-op whatsoever? Yeah, they showed a full stream yeah. of four people playing. They did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the co-op seems pretty seamless. You do the little flare thing, and then people can just basically opt to join in. Unless it's like an invite system that you can specifically use for your group of friends. Right. So it looks good, man. looks good. Okay, good. Also, Switch got a release date announcement for Rocket League, uh, November 14th, and will also support cross-play with Xbox One. Nice. Um, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris DLC expansion. Drew, did that get you hyped back up for Destiny 2? I no. Okay. I traded that game in for $30 today. Yay. Where'd you get $30 out of it? I couldn't find anywhere to give me more than 22 <laughs> Uh GameStop does, did a promotion for certain games you could trade the game into. Ah. They have a list, and it's like 20% extra for other, other people. So it was $25, and they gave me 30 It's like, yay. Oh, by the way, I signed huh. up for that Elite uh, GameStop thing because I shopped there Oh, so yeah. Much. You get 40% bonus for trading. Yeah, I get 40% for bonus games. for trades, and what was cool was they prorated my pro membership. So I didn't have to pay the full thirty bucks for the year. Oh, that's good. I, thought I think that was cool. That the extent that you use it can the pro uh, the elite it will give you a lot of value over the Oh years, god, yeah. I sure. earn probably yeah. a ten dollar gift certificate every month just from my trades and purchases. So. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh so speaking yeah. of the games with gold for November, uh Xbox One you get Trackmania Turbo, which is super fun. I recommend you all download that and play it. It is a really fun game. Uh, and Tales from the Borderlands, which I've heard is great. I have it in my games, but I've never played it. It is fantastic. I would say definitely play that game. Again, those are both two really good games, but really weird games to put in the biggest month of the year. Uh, for Xbox 360, you get Nights into Dreams and Deadfall. So by your the way you're saying the the. The name of Deathfall is must be a really good game that you had a lot of fun time playing with oh it. Oh my god, that game is terrible. Mm. That game is really bad. It's like a, it tries to be a first-person shooter Indiana Jones game, and it's not any good. <laughs> uh, another game announced at the PS4 conference was the Hong Kong Massacre, which looked like Hotline Miami mixed with Stranglehold. That actually looked really cool. 
I like the visual sounding of that. It looked like a ruiner as well, which is recent. sure. It's got you know the top down shoot 'em up. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Do we have a date for that at all? Twenty eighteen is all they put on it. Okay. Uh, lots of stuff. We've already talked about most of the stuff that was announced at Paris Games Week. What else is going on? Is uh, Microsoft having their version of the whatever Sony did? At no, Paris Games? it's Paris Games Week is mostly Sony. I don't. I, okay. I don't even know if Microsoft's there to be truthful. Um, mm. they're a little busy launching a console, which I've seen a lot of advertising for, which I've been shocked. Like they're really getting it out there. Well, they, they better. They they took a lot of time and you know money into the system, so they, they got to sell it. Well, I mean, I know they got to sell it, but again, I still don't think that they consider it their tentpole system. Just like PlayStation no, doesn't no, consider no. the Pro theirs. Cer- certainly not. So, um, the X. Speaking of Xbox One X, the list of games that will support the console is now up to over 170, and Microsoft confirmed this week that 70 will be available at launch. So that's that's pretty, pretty good numbers. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. And a lot of them are getting really cool updates. I mean, some of them are getting the standard, you know, up-res, stuff like that. But some of them are actually getting, like, 4K textures and stuff, so that's pretty cool. I, you're you're saying on, like, Twitter that you're having to download, like, 20 gigabyte updates for games and stuff like that for, for the 4K, 4K assets? Yeah, 4K assets Oof. are going to be huge. I mean, they're big on PC, so... Yeah, yeah, certainly, but, man, that's... If you if you have a one X, you better you know maybe get another external for another terabyte or two. Oh, dude, that's I'm, gonna fill up real fast. I've got an eight terabyte with a four terabyte plugged into it, so I'm good. Nice. How uh, fucking wild is that? You know, you, you get an update that's twenty gigabytes when the three sixty launched with a twenty gigabyte hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the three sixty launched technically without a hard drive if you wanted true. it. True, very true. Uh, I think I think my Wii U had four gigabytes of internal hard drive space, so yeah. Oh, what the yeah the Wii U the biggest one yeah. they made was thirty two <clears> gigs. <throat> yeah, it was. Oh, it was non-existent space. You know what? The Switch only has thirty two gigs internal. Yeah, I, I doubled that with a thirty two micro SD, but I'm not sure how long that's gonna last. I put one hundred twenty eight in mine, so hopefully it'll last. I've got like thirty games on it, so I'm doing all right. I'm I'm okay with the idea of deleting stuff as I play them for Switch. Yeah, Switch games um, aren't big either. So no, they're not too big just yet. Uh, Mario was only five point seven gigs full download. So I hear Fire Emblem was something like fourteen, thirteen gigs. Yeah, so I think that's go... uh, that's the biggest one now. Mario Kart used to be the biggest game on my Switch, which was like eight gigs, but I think Fire Emblem's not bigger than that. Hmm. Uh, Hellboy got a release date for Injustice Two. He'll be out November fourteenth. He's the final character in DLC Pack 2. Stranger Things DLC came to Minecraft. So you can download skins of the kids. Anybody watch that? I got through four episodes so far. Oh, I I expected to watch maybe a couple episodes, but during my day off, I ended up binge-watching all of it in two days. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm up through episode four, and so far it's... uh, I still don't skip the intro. The music's too good. <laughs> that center music, man, just gets under your skin. It's great. Um, I think that's going to be the big stuff. Yes, uh, Microsoft did add an update to the preview program where you can now gift games on Xbox Live, which is pretty cool. Oh man, they got to do that for Sony because there are some flash sales. I think I mentioned this specifically. Steins Gate for PS3 was available for like two dollars. 
There's like ten people I would have bought that game for, just like sending yeah, their way. But they're gonna just add, on the off chance that I might play it. They're gonna add that for PS4. They're not gonna add it for PS3. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad it's it's getting the services because that's always been something that I did often in Steam. So it's nice to see it being added to Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, they really, they, than it's never. they really thought it through too on Xbox because apparently the codes that you send to your friends don't expire, and if you do already own the game, you can re-gift it. So that's kind of cool. Okay, that's good. Oh, there's one other piece of news that I I got via email. Ooh. I don't know if you got it too, Ken. Um. DC Universe Online is being shut down on PlayStation 3 in January. But Drew, what about the costumes? The costumes. Uh, the goddamn costumes. Well, that that was in Marvel. Yeah. Um, different heroes. Oh, okay. Different, different universes, same, man. man. Come on. Yeah. They're they're all the same, man. It's, I'm shocked it's still running on PS3 as it is. That's crazy. Apparently, well, apparently there was people playing it, but yeah. with sad hearts, they are having to shut it down. Uh, it makes sense, I guess. I mean, there's probably not enough people on that server to justify keeping the money to run it. So, We got an email from our good friend in New Zealand. He wants to he wants to basically correct us on our conversation about New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Please. Uh, this comes from Adam. He says, hey guys, just had to correct something you guys all seem to be misinformed about last week. New Zealand is the total opposite to Australia when it comes yeah. to dangerous animals. In fact, the reason our native bird, the kiwi, is flightless is because back in the day it had no dangerous predators to worry about. Unfortunately, Aussie possums came over and started killing them, but don't worry, they are harmless to humans. So yeah, nothing that can kill you on a day-to-day basis, and it's not as crazy hot as Australia can get. Interesting that you all seem to think this, so please spread it around. I'm biased, but I think it would be a great idea for a holiday for you guys. Very quiet, the people are very easygoing, and as you said, the amazing environment is seen out of almost every window. Also, the Maori cultural is very interesting and unique. It was uh, nice of the Prime Minister of New Zealand to write in like this and talk about the tourist attractions. <laughs> the Prime very nice. Minister of New Zealand. The fuck? Do they have a Prime Minister? Or they have Dude, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, if you want to correct me on that statement, knock yourself out. Uh, I know nothing about. Other I would love to. Other I would places. love to visit, you know, down under New Zealand, Australia, any of that place. I I am deathly terrified of Australia though because of the snakes and scorpions and shit that's I, like bigger than my head. Yeah. <laughs> I know too many. I know too many Aussies firsthand, and the the terror stories they've told me have scarred me for life. Those fuckers just like run around your bedroom and shit. Like fuck that, dude. Anyway, uh, let's head over to the Twitter. There's uh, one question that came in late. This was interesting. I, I heard about this, but I didn't follow up on it. I think Ryan might know a little more uh, if he heard anything. But uh, he want, this comes from Blue Apple Blue. He says, I know the question is probably too late. Uh, will Trump reveal the JFK files, and what will it show? I'd read about this, but... He did. Uh, most of them. Um, and as far as what does it show, a whole lot of stuff. But... There's a lot of um, some of it conflicts with itself and with each other because you got to remember it's all a lot of it. I shouldn't say all of it. A lot of it's raw intelligence, right? So it's some of it. Um, you, you, you'll find pieces within it that conflict with other pieces because it comes from different sources, and some of it comes from Russian sources, and some of it comes from other sources all over the place. So there's a lot there. Uh, did they definitively 
prove whether Magneto had any involvement with the JFK assassination? Uh, or... It was the curly mustache. God damn it. Again. <laughs> and, a mango, and a mango fucking, sentinel. Fucking mango sentinel. Mag fuck, fucking Nito. Fuck the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think of New York Knicks. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn, that takes me back. Mookie wants it back. Uh, give us the Evangeline impression again because Stranger Things brought it back. Oh, man, I definitely got to watch it now. I'm so flattered you want to hear from me. Blessed be you and your family. Cracks me up. Make it's sure you tie here, your tithe your ten percent. Hands down, your my my favorite character that you do, Ryan, by far. The Evangelion. Evangelion. It's so funny. It's so it's, oh, because because of is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> Oh man, that episode still sticks with me to this day when Jason's like, I watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. Actually, it's Evangelion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Oh, Mookie says, Happy Halloween. (laughs) Happy Halloween, bitches. It's almost 4 a.m. here, but good thing I noticed this. Do you guys have any personal spooky stories? I almost said spoopy. Thanks, Drew. Spoopy. Spooky stories to share. That language is inappropriate. <laughs> Praise be to my heart. Oh, Bless them. Has anyone ever seen a ghost here? Um, I've seen the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, I knew it. Oh, the, oh, the Father, the Son, there. and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy spirit. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've seen an alien. I've never seen was a, it. Was it spooky? It was weird. It was, um, my wife and I were living in an apartment uh, in a small town, and we were out going to our car for something. We were going somewhere, and we, like, saw these lights in the sky. And, you know, I... I I have a history of being really fascinated with alien stuff. Like, I watch a lot of movies and documentaries and stuff. And while I believe in that stuff and have fun exploring it, I I will be the first to be like, yeah, that's not that. That's just this. So we saw them, and they were moving in, like, these really weird patterns that planes and helicopters can't move in. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, they just disappeared, like, behind a cloud. Like, they went behind, like like, an invisible wall. And it freaked me out. And I swear to God, if she hadn't been there, nobody would have ever believed that what I saw. <laughs> but it creeped me out like bad. Hmm. Aliens, huh? Yeah, I, that's just weird. I, I feel like Drew should have some good spooky stories. Oh, Drew. I bet he does. Drew, I don't. I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen one, anything like that. Uh, I will say. Um, this was probably when I was about 14 or 15. I was with my dad. So my dad uh, used to own his own company, and it was a propane company. Propane? Propane and <laughs> propane accessories. And he would, he would deliver. That's so on the nose. Yeah. He, um, he would deliver gas to <laughs> He didn't want to say propane. Well, they called it gas. I know. But, I know. Um, 
he he delivered it to like you know residential and businesses. Yeah, and there was one that he sold to. Uh, it was an old church. It was, in fact, you can even look it up. It's called Hebron Hebron Church, and it's one of the oldest churches in Georgia. Um, and I mean, so old that it even has like Revolutionary War soldiers buried there and stuff. Fucking shit, man! That's a place you don't go. Yeah, and so they've always said, you know, the rumors were that place is haunted. And they still have church there every Sunday. It was just so it's crazy. Um, and it was about nine o'clock at night, and Dad wanted me to go with him. That that for some reason he was like, "Yeah, well, come on, ride with me." I'm like, "All right." And so we're out there, and we're you know he's he's putting gas in the tank, and he starts hearing sounds. I heard him too, and it sounded like somebody was walking around in the church. And I remember he turned off the, the gas pump and walked around to the front and then came back and started pumping it again. We heard the, the, the footsteps again. And it didn't sound like just one person walking around. It sounded like a like they were having fucking church or something, like it was a congregation inside. And Dad, he turned off the pump. He said, fuck it, we're leaving. I was like, why? He said, there's nobody in that fucking parking lot. I just looked. And I was like, okay, so who's in there? He's like, I don't know, but we're not sticking around to find out. And we jumped into the truck and left. And my dad is like the most grounded in reality person I've known. <laughs> but he got freaked the fuck out. He, he told me, he's he's always said, he'll tell me to this day, he's like, I thought, he said, I think somebody was in there trying to rob the place, like trying to steal shit. And he said, I didn't want to deal with that. And I'm like, yeah, right. You thought there was a ghost there was in a, there. thought that was a spook. Yeah, so I don't know. That That is one story that I do have. I've never seen Supernatural stuff. Well, you've seen so many seasons of Supernatural, I figured you must have seen something, right? You'd think, that but no. real. He, but he, Drew, Drew wears an iron vest to bed. He's yeah. I keep iron and salt on me at all times. Mm, that's that's just that's just that's just smart, you know. Just, you got to be careful, Ryan. You got something? Uh, no, I mean the only the only stories like that I have of people who've been moved by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Actually, uh, Ryan probably knows about this place because it's a local legend around here. But there's a place that the kids used to go when we were in high school called the Powder Factory. And yeah, you know what's fun? The the King's Powder Factory? Yeah, the one where you drive yeah. down the, the, the forest road and the kids would go there. By and Mason? They, yeah, yeah, they said it was haunted yeah. or whatever. That's my, at my, um, my wife is a king. That's her family. Yeah, so we, we went there once, um, me and a friend, I, th- I think it was Jason. I swear to God it was Jason. Um, please, and, please, I, I know Jason has seen ghosts, and I gotta oh, hear his stories. Oh yeah, I tried to get him on tonight. I texted him. He said he had to work. So, mm. but we were driving down through. It was me and I think it was Jason and a girl that we knew from high school. And you know, just like all the other kids, we'd go down there and drive through. So we were driving through there that night, and the fucking radio went crazy. Like it, like it would go on and off and change stations and everything. And I was just like, let's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so my, I, the only the only thing similar to that that I ever had was there's a um, when I was in college there's a um, graveyard between where my parents lived and Oxford and um, every time I would drive past it I had a, my CD player was jacked up anyway in my car but every time I drove past that graveyard my CD player would slow down. 
that's that kind of shit's creepy. Yeah. yeah, there's there's always that one stretch of road people talk about where if you go slow enough, your car will turn off. Yeah, and you're stuck there, kind of thing. Now, I've always heard that rumor. Like, there's a, there's a road around here that does it or something like that. Um, <laughs> funny enough, this actually happened. It was during um, it was when it snowed uh, down here, which has been like three years now. Uh, and me and my manager were stuck at work. And he said, call time and temperature and see what the temperature is. I'm like, okay. So I dialed the number, and it's like an automated voice. <laughs> and it creeped all of me and Greg out, my, my boss, because the automated voice got stuck. And it said, the time is 6, 6, 6, 6. And I'm like, oh, God, fucking Satan's coming. <laughs> and it just kept going. And I was like, what the fuck? And I hung up the phone. I was like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Six, six, six. Yeah, it got deeper. deeper. No, it, It'd be great if, like, me. Iron Maiden kicked in. It was like, the number of the beast. <laughs> um, I, I have one, and this is, like, the one that I, I've told many a times because this is, you know those stories, they, they fall from your memory. They become blurry over time, over the years. But this one has remained vivid in my mind, among all other stories that I've ever, you know, I've ever experienced. And whether it's supernatural or whether it's something crazy or nothing at all, you know, that's up to your interpretation. But it was, this is when I was in, like, early, early, like, middle school, I guess, middle, like, mid-middle school, I suppose. And uh, I was home alone for a change. My parents had out, um, were out of town. My sister were... My sisters were out as well. They were at their friends. They're, they're you know, taking the opportunity of the parents being out. So I was at home. Uh, and I figure, you know, this is around the time when we didn't have TVs in our own rooms and stuff like that. So that was kind of weird. So I decided that I had this little sleeping bag. So I, I would bring it up to up to the upstairs room, when the, the living room. And I would just fall asleep watching TV, you know, like late night TV. That was an exciting thing to do when you're in middle school. So I decided to do that. So it's late, you know, I turn off the TV, I go to sleep. And the layout of the room, in the living room, is that it's connected to the, the kitchen. And there is this big pillar uh, next to the kitchen that kind of connects. And you can kind of go around and you can get to the, uh, the living room that way. And there's stairs leading downstairs directly to the door of the front door. And I woke up to the sound of the, of the doorbell. I look at the electronic clock, which is very bright. It's right on top of the TV. And I notice that the time was 2.59 a.m. I'm like, who the heck is ringing the doorbell at 2.59 a.m., you know? So I was just going to leave it be, you know, just trying to go back to sleep or something like that. But the doorbell just kept ringing over and over and over again. And I figure maybe it's some kind of an emergency, someone needs help or whatever. I don't know what I was really thinking at the time because it was late and, you know, I just had woken up. So I go, I go downstairs and I open the door and what I see is something like, I, I thought I was looking at something that was like the street right in front of me just covered in just fog. Like this, this black fog, like the type of fog that I've never seen before. Like the kind of like special effects that you've seen in some kind of a horror movie. Uh, and this black fog, fog, fog was just right in front of me. And all of a sudden, as I was looking deeper into it, trying to make sense of what I was looking at, this 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 claw this this hand formed out of the black fog like it was something that was reaching towards me so i booked it right upstairs and as i as i looked behind me 
I, I noticed that the fog was actually going up the stairs and following me. And this black claw with this following fog is constantly chasing after me. So I ran, ran around the living room and I ran across the kitchen. And as I was doing my circle around the living room towards the kitchen, as I was just running for my dear life, I kept looking at the clock. And it was 2.59. I did another circle. Why did circles upon circles for what it feels like 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes? I don't know. I was out of breath. I was panicked. But it kept showing me that it was 2.59 over and over and over again. It seemed impossible. And I was so tired. And at some point, I decided to look back to see if it was still chasing me. And at that moment, the claw just grabbed me. And I woke up right where I was sleeping. And the first instinct that I had was to look directly at the clock. I had to turn my head left to look at the clock. And I saw it change from 2.59 to 3 o'clock in the morning right then and there. And at that point, I turned on all the lights in the entire house. I grabbed a baseball bat, and I uh, did not go to sleep that night. <laughs> you guys have no idea how, how scared I was. Dude, that's, oh, I... that's traumatized. That sounds like what Drew would consider like a night terror. That, that is like what my night terrors are like. Oh, yeah? Cause that, I've, that, I've only had something like that once in my life. But the fact that I kept seeing that 259 over and over again, and the fact that I instinctively knew to look at the electronic clock the moment I was woken up when that thing grabbed me, like chills me to this day. That's uh, 259. So uh, the I think it's from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. is the witching hour, yeah, which is supposed so. to be the veil between the dead world and our living world is the the least. Yeah, I, I looked up and did a lot of research after that. And um, yeah. there's some creepy shit about uh, the time between two to three, especially the number three. Uh, about the time that Jesus died was also three, and like you know the three demons of the devil. And it's like all this lore behind the number three. It's not just Christian either. There's all these other cultural re- uh, references and significance of the number three. Yeah. But either way, that's a story that I've told many times. And uh, oh man, it, even when I tell it today, it just it's, I can feel my hairs on the back of my neck just like poking out. It's like uh, uh, that's uh, yeah. I can tell you all about my night terrors. Those are fun. Uh yeah. That's I always tough. wake up thinking there's something in the bed with me. Yes, that shit. I mean, you're you know you're you know you're engaged, so. You know, but, <laughs> Besides my fiance, she's supposed to be there. Drew. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. well, you still get used like, to it. I know, Drew. But come on, I'm talking like snakes and spiders and shit like okay. that. Hey, you know, you haven't even been married yet. Just give it time. It'll be all right. I'll give I'll give you a, a good one though. Um, it's they're so weird. So night terrors typically, I don't remember mm-hmm. what it is that wakes me up. I don't remember my dreams. In fact, I may not even having any. But I wake up in a panic, and for about a minute, I believe whatever I th- I'm thinking. So I was living with my roommate at the time, and we're we're in a fucking cabin in the woods. So instantly grief. Um, and for some reason, I had it in my mind that there was a small child in my room, and he was throwing stuff at me, like. Nothing dangerous. He was just throwing like wadded up pieces of paper or something like that at me. And he was in the corner. And there's a little kid throwing shit at me in the corner while I'm laying in the bed. I know it sounds fucking ridiculous. 
And I remember I had a second pillow next to me. I grabbed the pillow and pulled it up in front of my face to block whatever he was throwing at me. And I remember I lowered the pillow down and I said, you missed, motherfucker. And then I snapped out of it. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound all that scary, though. Well, there's certain times where it's not particularly scary. It's just Mm -hmm. trying to jerk you awake. Uh So scientists have believe that it has something to do with sleep apnea you have night terrors to make yourself wake up so you'll start breathing again which is fucking terrifying in and of itself oh yeah um but i've dealt with night terrors since i was 19 and i've actually documented a lot of them some of them are are fucking wild like i'm thinking blades are coming up out of my fucking bed and i jump up out of the bed real fast um I, I, you know, I've scared my girlfriends before with this shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I don't know as as far as being actually scared. It's typically I just wake up and I believe whatever's happening is happening for about a minute, and I'm just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" And I just lay back Did down. You guys ever have that sleep paralysis thing? Uh, you're conscious and awake, but you can't move your body. My my roommate had it, and to this day, he will sleep on his stomach. Because he says if he sleeps on his back, he'll have it. And he's fucking terrified of it. Oh, yeah. I had it once. It was terrifying. I've heard him when he's had them before. So, and this is true. Um, It's like a folk tale or something, but there's truth to it. He says that when he has sleep paralysis, he says it feels like somebody is literally sitting on his chest. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a ghost or something, spirit. The old hag is what it's called. And he says that he has seen this shit before. He said he knows he's dreaming, but he's laying in his bed, and he says he sees somebody in the room, and then all of a sudden they're on top of him, and they're sitting on his chest, and he can't move. He can barely breathe, and the only thing he can do is just stare at this person that's sitting on him. And I was like, you know what? Keep that shit to yourself, man, because you're scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> you 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 want to hear the worst, Drew? Is wait till you have kids, mm-hmm. and your kids look at you straight in the face and tell you they saw something in their room. Yeah. You want to talk about shitting your pants on the spot? Yeah. All, all, all I'm saying is that you could always make more kids, and you could just leave the leave the house immediately, and um, it'll be it'll be that you know it's fine. Sometimes, you tried. You tried. Sometimes you can't make more kids. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. There's there's some fucking unsettling shit sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it triggers that I don't know, that spot in your brain that's like adrenaline. Like I love being terrified, but I also hate it at the exact same time. Oh yeah. Whew. All right, we'll go on to the last tweet. This comes from David. Uh, he says, my Monday didn't feel the same without the show. Ken, you were right. Uh, I tried to use the Joy-Cons. They're too small. I need Man-Cons. Yep. Call those Sad-Cons. <laughs> we, we call those Privileged-Cons. They're, they're okay to use while you're holding the thing in portable mode, but when you snap them on to that little... 
Oh god, what is that, that thing, thing called? The Joy-Con grip? Fuck that thing. Yeah, Joy-Con grip. That thing is poorly designed. I don't Very like the, I don't like the Joy-Cons to begin with, but snap them into that thing and they're a yeah, hundred times it, it worse. Makes it, it makes it worse somehow. Uh, but using them in portable mode is okay. I, I played a decent amount of a lot of indie games and stuff like that, so I got used to it. Pro Controller, obviously, is preferred. Um, but, you know, it's, it costs like $70. I bought this for 60 and that's a sale. So That's eh. the best. Seventy dollars I spent on my Switch. I really hate the Joy-Con. <laughs> I, I don't hate them as much as you do, but I can definitely tell my petite Asian hands, you know, can can muster and get a decent grip on those things. But like, if you have big white people hands, it might be difficult. I, I also have a controller. Big problem. white people hands. Big yeah. Big privileged hands. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. If I wasn't white and privileged, I'd be upset right now. <laughs> I know. You'd be very. Drew, Drew, you're white. You can't even be offended. No. You can't. Well, tell me more about your propane business, Drew. That's something interesting. Propane. My father sold that propane business about three years ago and made a cool million dollars off of it. Did he sell it to... Did he... (laughs) Go ahead. I I forgot. Did he sell it to a guy named Hank? Did he sell it to Farm Peanuts instead? (laughs) Yeah. Propane? God damn it. You realize, you realize that the most stereotypical thing that you could have told us that your father did was own a propane business. Yeah. That's what dude, makes, I mean, that's what makes that's more power to awesome, man. Exactly, dude. I'm the fucking living, breathing Bobby fucking Hill here. <laughs> Bobby, no. Speaking of which, I saw your pictures on Facebook. That's a that's a nice grizzly beard. Grizzly beard you got going on there, Drew. It's fucking horrible, and I'm saving it to grow. <laughs> Why did you grow it? I, just to say I did. Oh. Laura is- seemed to like it, and she doesn't want me to shave it. And I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, My wife hates facial hair. So I have I have had a goatee for ugh, I can't tell you how many years because I, I'm not allowed to shave it. Yeah. I do it every now and then, and I get the worst looks every time. Wow! I just—it just bothers me. Like when I lay down, I can feel it scrubbing up against the pillow, and it oh, just keeps me, I'm like, it keeps me awake. Beards are the itchiest thing in the world. They are awful. I hate them. And every time I, just, I drink I just, something, I feel John's like go to sleep at night. Dude, yeah, I don't I know. know. I like when John was here. It, it was the funniest thing. Is like when you go out to dinner with him. You could just like you just play a little game. It could be like a drinking game. Like what's in John's beard? No. <laughs> nah, fuck that, dude. I, I hate it. Nah, yeah, it's, it's 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 gone tomorrow. That's that's why I like I feel for Jason because that dude's like a chia pet. He can squeeze and like dude grows hair. Dude doesn't have a five o'clock shadow. Dude has like a five minute shadow. It's crazy. <laughs> He's, he he is just. Just full of testosterone. I, I don't know, man, but he is just... Yeah, I saw him the other day. He's all salt and peppered out now. Yeah, I saw a picture of him. Yeah, he's all salt and peppered out. I'm like, oh my god, dude, we're old. I'm starting to get some myself. Yeah, it's in my beard. That's the I'm, worst part. I'm salt and pepper on the sides. On the... Yeah. On the... On the uh, where my sideburns are and stuff. Yeah. You, you can see it if I get a haircut. You can see it real bad. Yeah, like every now and then somebody will find a gray hair on my head, but I don't have like any patches. It's all in my beard. Like my beard has so much gray in it. Like, God damn it. It's the joys of getting old. Yeah, well, you know, kids, the kids will add about 20 years to that, Drew. 
Yep. True. So, but anyway, that is it. If you want to shoot us emails, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You can tweet at us at N4G Podcasts. You can follow us each individually on Twitter. Drew is at DML Fury. Ryan is at WombatRP. And Jay is at Butterside Jay. You can follow me on the site at ZTGD. Also, Phoenix Down, Awake. Awake. Yeah, we're doing Awake, me and Sophie. Um, and here, here's a little assignment America for you. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's right. Is that an America's Funniest Home Videos reference? It sure fucking is. Um, wow. I want you guys to email us your uh, real life supernatural stories. Ooh. I want to. I want to hear other people's experiences with the supernatural, the creepy and the crawly. Yeah. I mean, do we have time for that? Because haven't there been like nine seasons of that show? <laughs> there's like there's like fourteen. There's, thir- there's th- th- thirteen. Okay. Yeah, they started back in like eighty eight. <laughs> That's even harder. They should have. They should have finished that season with, with like three. Nah, no, just keep going, man. Just I'll watch it till till it's, till it's over. I think uh, it'll be like on walkers and stuff. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah, yep. It's gonna mix in with The Walking Dead at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you have fucking Alfonso fighting The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, House of Cards is over, so there's that. All right. Oh, we're back to it. We start off on a strong joke. We end on a strong joke. <laughs> Yeah, we were very topical. <laughs> At least give me topical. I got topical. It was topical. Okay. It was topical. That happened today. Mm, true. Yeah, yeah. Man. Anyway, that is it for the show. Everybody have a safe and happy Halloween. Indeed. If you if you have kids, have fun. They they. Uh, man, that means the world to them. So let them go out and have fun, but keep them safe. Make sure you check that website before you go. <laughs> With those no little, razor blade candy. The little pins in it that tells you where the people's houses you should avoid are. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but no, have a good, safe, happy Halloween. Obviously, if you're going to parties, don't do stupid stuff. And dress up, because it's fun. Yeah. Take pictures. I want to see your costumes. I want to see your goddamn costumes. <laughs> I want to see your goddamn costumes. <laughs> That's it. MF Alley will be back in November. We out. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.
and then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.